Welcome to the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I'm your good buddy, Brandon. And I'm your good buddy, Roger. And I got to start it this time. We switched it around. Oh, shit. I didn't actually want to. He made me do it. I was forced. I'm telling you here now. Uh, real quick before we start, we are officially on Roach Watch 2018. Before we started <laughs> fucking recording, Roger like looks up at the corner of this room we're in and says, God, that's a huge bug. And I turn around. There is a massive fucking gigantic bug. Uh, roach a cockroach la cucaracha <laughs> on the fucking wall and i jumped up on the couch and tried to hit it with my shoe and it jumped it jumped away and i didn't see where it went he says behind the couch i'm scared for my life guys so at some point if you hear me scream and like freak out we'll we'll maybe we'll cut something out but that means it it came back for revenge <laughs> I and don't i had think to it's take coming it back buddy that fucker i've said it before i've already told you that fucker was big enough he's got nothing to lose and i'm <laughs> i'm scared for my life i i think was I so tried, huge i tried to make the situation better i gave him a name it's calvin it's don't humanize the bug he uh is just in for the anime <laughs> podcast you just want to check us out He's a big fan of Dragon Ball I'm Super. So, I'm, I'm so upset he's, already. Uh, he's actually not finished with it yet. He's waiting for the dub. I'm so nervous about being in this room. But he <laughs> is very excited, and he's been very pumped with the Goku Black Saga so far. I'm gonna Huge have a, fan. I'm going to have a hard is. time focusing is all I'm saying. Like I'm going to sit here and break it down, <laughs> and I'm going to constantly dude. be like looking under the table to see if that roach is you creeping up on me. You swung a penny loafer at him. It's not a penny loafer, first of all. <laughs> he's not coming back. Slip on shoes. <laughs> I like I like being able to kick my feet off, but man. Anyway. Anyway. Let's before we break it down, we we decided we wanted to do a new little thing because we we I know Roger. Typically we watch I mean I think you do too. We typically we record on Fridays, so we watch whatever we're gonna talk about that Thursday before that. Yep. So that it's fresh in our minds. But the rest of the week, we are watching other stuff. So mm-hmm. do you, sir? What have you been watching? Do you have any any cool yeah. stuff Welcome you want to talk to about? Welcome to the new segment, What Have You Been Watching? Beep, 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 beep. All right. Calvin's been watching Dragon Ball Super. I'm, I, um, I, every time you say that, I'm going <laughs> to cringe a little bit more. Dude. I I have been watching, um, I actually finished last night, The Ancient Magus Pride, Magus Pride. Magus, however it's pronounced. Yeah. Mag- uh, Magus very, is- very, very, very good. It looks really good. I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, it's in I my think queue. it is supposed to be Magus's because it has apostrophe on the end. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it is really good for an anime that that has a very weird premise to it. It mm-hmm. it turns out to be really really great. I'd already heard it was good, but just kind of reading, it, like, oh, I'm not sure this would be my thing. If you like fantasy stuff. And you're really gonna like this anime. Is it like a romance kind of thing? Kinda, yes. Yeah, that seems but, like something I'd be into. But it is very like all the different creatures and stuff in it, all of the you know the spells and stuff like that. Oh, it's really good. And you know you're you're going to episode. The whole thing is the the big dude Elias that has a skull for a head. Yeah, I've seen that picture. He looks <clears> rad. <throat> yeah, his name's Elias. Mm-hmm. Do you walk with Elias? I walk with Elias. <laughs> he he purchases this girl. Oh, okay. Yep. 
she sells herself. Oh, and, okay. Um, uh, he tells her, "You're going to be my apprentice and also my wife." Hey, that sounds really great. Yeah. Also, you know, like also a little fucking weird. It does sound a little weird because you think I'm not super comfortable. But it, it makes that, you kind of okay. question, like, like okay, so if you got a timeless what? being, a timeless being and a teenage girl. All right, I'm I'm less into it now. <laughs> well, I, I know. Check, it, it I do want to check it out. I do want to check and it you, out. You think about it, you're like, can they make that okay? Yeah, and they freaking do. Yeah, I mean, I can't be too judgy because I've been, I've mentioned it a couple of times. I did just finish watching Citrus, so that one, yeah. oh boy, there is some shit that goes down in that. Consent doesn't exist in that show. Oh god, that's not the one I want to talk about for what I've been watching. But Jesus Christ, those first several yeah. episodes is just people forcing themselves on but each other. But I, so. I highly recommend that anime, and I know that sounds weird, and it took me a second to get into it because I thought it was weird. It looks but they good. Make it work. It looks good, and it is in my queue, and I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, outside at some of that, I. Started up the new Full Metal Panic season. Ooh. First season back for since eight years ago. Nice. It's the first time I've watched a new Full Metal Panic episode in eight years. And it's so far so so good. Also, I've been watching Megalobox. That's the last one I want to mention. That anime is dope. If you like Outlaw Star, if you like Cowboy Bebop, and you like, like those old Adult Swim style mm-hmm. anime, then you're going to like Megalobox. Yeah, that one's also on my queue. I got to check that out. I will say, now, Roger... I saw you talking on the Facebook page a little bit about the new Full Metal Panic thing. I've never watched any of that. I don't know a thing about mm-hmm. it. Can I watch that and be into it? Uh, I would recommend that you watch the the first season and second season. Or Sorry, the second season is called Fumofu. You want to watch Full Metal Panic and Full Metal Panic, the second raid. You can watch Fumofu as well because it's just a romantic comedy. It's like mm. a little short. Um, I think Full Metal Panic is like 24 episodes. Mm. And the second raid is 12 uh, but this is only the English dub for it. That's what I waited for because that's I how you. I heard it first. Uh, I'm kind of thinking about breaking it. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but it's only got the first episode of Invisible Victory out. So if you you have plenty of time to catch up for All what right. is a pretty good uh, romantic mecha. Yeah, uh, awesome. it's an awesome series. I've always like I liked it when I. Was I mean, I've, I've definitely heard like it of now. it. I think it looks cool. I, that's I don't know twenty four for the like the first season and then there's more like that seems like a big commitment for me but that's a that's a hard maybe i'll probably check it out at some point i mean if you look at it like you know it's 36 episodes to get to that point that you need mm, uh, full, I can't, full metal alchemist is 62 episodes or something yeah like that. i did blaze the fuck through that one uh yeah i'll probably check it out at some point it's uh nine more episodes than uh what's that one you're always talking about i don't know Oh, Gurren Lagann? Gurren Lagann, yeah. Yeah, I love Gurren That Lagan. one's 27 episodes, I believe. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out at some point. So. I'll check it out at some point. <clears throat> I uh, recommend you go to the Ancient Mattress Road first. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. That one's in the queue already. I'm definitely checking that out. And Megalobox, that so, looks really good. So what have you been watching, dude? I, I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. Um, I don't want to talk about all of it because I might want to talk about it in another episode. But one thing I did... One, uh, two things. I'll say two things. One, I have been watching the new series of My Hero Academia as it's coming out, uh, mm. season three. Man, it's pretty sweet. They get to the action pretty quick in this one. There's not a whole lot of like buildup and yeah. shit is just going down and I'm enjoying it, sucks, it a lot dude. so far. I I watched... I it's, made the de- It sucks? I made the decision to watch that with my girlfriend, so now I'm forever locked to her oh, schedule. Oh, no, so you can't watch it without <laughs> yeah. her? You're the worst. And she's out camping right now, so you're sure as hell not watching uh, it now. Sure as hell not. Nope. Ugh. The worst. But yeah, I've been watching that. It's pretty great. I'm really loving it. Uh, another thing... I've been watching a lot of stuff lately, but another thing I just finished, I actually 
like forced myself to finish watching it um, Thursday before I watched um, the show we're about to talk about, Violet Evergarden, because I wanted to be that to be fresh in my mind. But I just mm-hmm. finished a show on uh, Amazon on the Amazon app, uh, video or whatever that aired from like last year from like, I think June or July through December, like it finished like then. Sure. Uh, and I'm super into it. It's called welcome to the ballroom. I showed you a couple like pictures yeah. from it. It's really interesting. Cause like, I know they've been doing a bunch of animes like about sports and stuff. Like there's basketball and there's the swimming one. There's and, one about horse racing right yeah, now. Okay. I've seen, a clip of that is—is is that the one where they're like horse racing schoolgirls or whatever? Yes. Not into it. Yeah, Looks I, weird. I saw one. Uh, where, I saw a clip where like some dude is like uh, patting one on the butt, like nice rump, and she kicks the shit out of him. Like I'm good. I don't need that. <laughs> That's what you do with horse. Nice rump, and then you get kicked. Anyway, welcome to the ballroom is like uh, it's a like one of those sports animes. I haven't watched any of those, so I don't know how formulaic it is. But it's definitely it's like about competitive ballroom dance, which sounds really goofy, but. I mean, anyone who's seen enough anime knows that you can you can make anything compelling yeah. if you do it good. Initial and these fuckers is do like it pretty street great. racing, and they well, that can be fun. I'm talking I like so. I guess like the Fast and Furious. I'm talking like the most dope, mundane shit you can make. Bad. I, I've it's started, something I've that talked I about never would have liked. I, I got gotcha. you, but I've talked about it before. Like that scene in fucking. Um, uh, Death Note where dude is like writing names and he's like eating the chips and, and they I make it so dramatic and, and I, I eat it. it they make that shit so dramatic they make this shit so dramatic even though they're just spinning around on the ballroom but it's really cool it's about this kid named Tatara who like doesn't have he's like a total like school loser doesn't have anything going on um, he ends up like uh, he sees a girl that he kind of likes at school because he thinks she's like him that she doesn't she's not doing anything so he wants to try and make friends ends up like uh, seeing her go into this building turns out it's a dance studio. Next thing you know, he's like learning to dance. It's really cool. Um, the visuals of it are a little weird because, mm-hmm. like, it's I don't know how to describe it. It's a little bit jarring when you see these people. Um, like they look they look like normal anime folks for the most part, but particularly when they're dancing, when they're on the ballroom, because like dancers tend to have very long arms and long legs and long necks spindly they really exaggerate everything so all of a sudden you see these people with these crazy noodle arms and these crazy goosenecks and these their backs arched into these just parabolic curves that don't make any sense it looks inhuman but it fucking works in the show it's a little weird but it works in the show, particularly in the later episodes. Once you're like used to that style, it's fucking great. It's 24 episodes long. I think it really kicks off at like episode 11 or 12, because like that's like a midway point, and all of a sudden there's a new intro and there's new characters showing up, and it gets amazing. But I really like that show. It's about ballroom dance. It's a good time. Check it out if you want to. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and if you're you're listening to this on YouTube or somewhere, you can leave a comment. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you're watching. Tell us about what you're into. Yeah. Yeah. We can, if, we you can got, if you got suggestions for us, I really, you know, since I started the, all these projects or whatever, before then, I didn't have much time to watch much stuff. So now I'm catching up big time. So if there's anything I missed in the last three or four years, let me know. Yeah, man. But I think that's that's what we've been watching lately. Let's yep. get into what we're watching for the next this week and the next two weeks. Yes, sir. We watch episodes one through four of Violet Evergarden. I'm gonna cry. I already cried a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, this is the, a very it's a it's a slow burn. It's a very dramatic show. Yeah. I, I'll say this before we even get into really breaking it down. I told you this when I first when we first started talking about it. This is maybe. 
the most beautiful thing I've watched in a while. Yeah, it's the scenery so, and stuff. It's so pretty. And when they want to do it, they do it. Oh my god, the character designs, the animations are so smooth. <clears throat> it's it is beautiful to watch, man. I really love it. The colors pop. It's so good. I'm really into this one. But uh, let's just get started up. Episode one. I love you and auto memory dolls. Yeah. So, uh, this one, it, it starts out with like that little scene where they're just like walking. Like there isn't any intro or outro in these first two episodes. Yeah. It just like gets right into it. It has that cinematic feel, kind of like what we talk about with Made in Abyss, mm-hmm. like where they can just, it It feels like you're watching a movie and it's so yeah. pretty. The credits are going right over the intro credits or. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like two, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes in, you like see some intro credits while it's, while the show is just happening. It's really good. But we see uh, these two people walking through a crowd um, in some town or something. Uh, one that we recognize as the main character, the show Violet, uh, and another who's a dude we find out is Major Gilbert. Major Gilbert. Who these are like two very important character shows, obviously. But Violet stops. Um, they're both in military garb, like they appear to be soldiers, obviously. And she stops when she sees like this jewel on this like someone selling, and the major guy like stops. He's like, what, what's up? He's like, and she says, it's the same color as your eyes. It's this beautiful, like emerald brooch that Mm -hmm. she ends up, uh, she gets one way or another. We find out later, but, uh, it's really great. She's like, what is this feeling called? And I think it's interesting that like when she does that, he turns and stops and he looks a little bit like annoyed. I don't know what that look he gives was, but he kind of like, is like, eh, for a second, which was weird to me. I don't mm. know what's happening here. I didn't notice it. That's that's what it looked like to me. He had this weird squint in his eyes. Anyway, uh, cut forward. Stuff happened. Maybe we'll, we'll probably find out what happens later. But uh, she is, this girl wakes up in a hospital bed covered in bandages. Her hands are all wrapped up. She's got like bandages over her face and her head and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she gets up. She's like trying to write a letter. Um, says that she's a... Uh, been in the hot she writes uh you hear her writing uh, 120 days in the hospital when can i return to my post she's writing to major gilbert who we we figure out is the guy there um she drops her pen the letter blows away and the paper like flies out the out the window and like goes over all these different scenes which is kind of like as close to an intro as we get for this episode mm-hmm. um credits are rolling stuff and like the the scenes again it's so damn pretty like, it flies over these broke, busted up train tracks. There's a bunch of, like, mortar shell holes, like, mm-hmm. all in the dirt around it. It flies yeah, like there's really, a plane flying. This, this anime had a, a very large uh, budget for art. Yeah, it's it's really pretty. Um, <clears throat> flies through these city streets and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know where this damn letter's going, but it's getting there. Um, and, like, you see a scene with, like, a big ship. It's I don't know if it's being christened or if it's, like, a big celebration, but there's a huge party, like, on the dock where this giant, like... Uh, liner ship is it's just really pretty all around anyway from there uh we see some guy walking uh walking like up this road and we get a little uh information of where we are this is the kingdom of i'm not definitely not pronouncing these right Insil, the cap uh somewhere in the capital of in in chain i don't know yeah these these country names and stuff are very confusing also i definitely turned on the subtitles to watch this one because a lot of times they'll say a name and i'm like i don't know how that's spelled and then i see how it's spelled yeah. and i'm like that's not how you say like that the, the army they were in or whatever is the leidenschlift army leidenschlift yeah yeah leidenschlift. it's like clearly some kind of like euro based like fantasy area mm-hmm. Va- vaguely french vaguely german like area that they're in 
um, is this is this nation where they're living. But particularly, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But there's a dude who's introduced. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. But he, they say his name, and I'm like, how is that spelled? And then I see it, and I'm like, that's not how you spell that. But apparently, it is. Anyway. Uh, this fella is walking down this road. He ends up, uh, at the hospital or at the, at the, you know, clinic where this girl was Violet and he's giving a little voiceover. He says, uh, she was kept hidden. She was, uh, they called her a weapon, a tool without a heart. And as he enters, he sees this doll sitting on a table and it's like wearing a pretty little doll dress. And for a second, he sees blood dripping down one of the hands of this doll and then he has like a flashback and he see we see what appears to be Violet like drenched in blood, like kneeling like around a bunch of dead bodies. And I'm like, what is this show? I don't know. I know it's probably going to make me cry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he uh, he goes into the room. He sees. Vi- uh, well, he 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 goes in to see Violet. Violet like has fallen out of her. Uh, bed by the time they get there. Maybe this was like immediately after, like when she had just dropped her. Yeah, it looked like it was, it was yeah. like it was like right, right then. Um, that paper was flying while this was happening. Yeah, but um, apparently Gilbert was uh injured. Uh, Major Gilbert. She just asked about Major Gilbert. She's very deadpan in everything she says. Like yep. she's fa- she's vaguely monotone, even though she like you know her. She's got a fairly light and airy voice, but she's very like always stiff and straight to the point where is major gilbert i need to report back i i can I'm, i can i need yeah, to be useful all, blah 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 very she you could tell like the military has pretty much been her whole life it seems like that's literally all she knows and we'll see more of that later but uh you know hot this guy lieutenant hodges we find out says uh well gilbert asked me to come for you um uh and and she, she he's like well what were you doing here and she was she's like got her pen back and she says oh they told me writing would help improve my condition um i need condition. to my condition <laughs> shut up roger this isn't the wrestling podcast we can't keep making these references um this is always in my head dude the word my condition <laughs> is over all right um but uh she she keeps asking like when can i when can i return to my post this and that and um Hot, uh, she says, uh, the, the doctor told me that we won the war, but I, I still, you know, I need to do this or that or whatever. And he explains, no, it's okay. You're going to come with me. I was sent to get you. And, you know, they get her up. They dress. They, they start to leave. Um, the doctor or maybe nurse, I'm not sure, as they're leaving, gives her a big suitcase. Uh, apparently, it was sent from the army, got sent to some faraway base. My mistake. I don't know if that'll come back, but I wrote it down. Um, and she's looking through her stuff and she says, where's the brooch, my emerald brooch, where's my emerald brooch, I must find it, it was a gift, it was a gift from the major, it's not there, uh, it's gone missing and she's very, very upset about this, obviously, but Hodges manages to calm her down, they get into this like, uh, carriage or whatever, this, this wagon and they, they start moving, um, as they're going, he, they talk for a little bit and he presents her with three stuffed animals, a cat, a dog, and a rabbit, and says, you ha- uh, asks her to choose one. She says, no, I don't want one. And he says, no, you have to choose one, so pretend the world's about to end and pick one. One, two, and then she picks the puppy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what was even the point of this? Is this like a test or something? <clears throat> but she takes the dog, and she kind of holds it for a second. Thankfully, he asks. Yeah. And she says, why the puppy? And he says, well, the major's brother once told me you're just Gilbert's dog. Fuck, dude. Yeah, this girl's had a 
tough life, obviously. Well, it's like it doesn't even register to her that that was... It is it's an insult or that it's anything bad. Yeah. And also, like, okay. by this point, you're getting the very strong feelings that Gilbert is dead. I, I'm i still not convinced, but I'm it not definitely... I'm not convinced either. The show wants me but, to think that. Yeah, so she keeps asking about him, too. Yeah, and it's and whenever and, uh, whenever someone who knows what she's talking about like answers, they're always very evasive. Hodges, in particular, yeah, he's, doesn't say he's yes or no. He's not saying anything. He only, he only ever says, he told me to come get you. He told me to do this. Not like when or anything. It's pretty rough, um, or if even that's true. But, yeah, they go on... Um, there's a brief we see a brief flashback that we'll see again later uh they're in Leiden we find that out but we see a brief flashback with uh uh Gilbert Major Gilbert who is laying a, there's it's him and Violet mm-hmm. we know uh, she's Violet they've named her they've ta- called her Violet by now and they're in their military uniforms Gilbert is very bloody Violet mm-hmm. is very bloody she's like crying a little bit or beginning to and Gilbert, Major Gilbert, is laying, sitting there laying, leaning against the wall. And he says, listen, you have to live and be free, covered in blood. He says, I mean it. And then that's like the clip we get. And we mm-hmm. find out more about that scene later. But uh, they're in Leiden, the capital of Leidenschaflik. I don't know how to say these things, but hey, I'm going for it. Um, apparently, uh, Violet. town <laughs> Yeah. L Town, capital of L Town, USA. No, it's not in USA. Um, Hodgins explains that Gilbert wanted Violet left with the Evergarden household, uh, one of his most trusted families, or something like that. He says. Um, apparently, the the they've been at war for four years. She goes in. She meets a uh, Lady Evergarden, who's a oh, very very uh, uh, you know kind of stuffy maybe very but very um like welcoming mm-hmm. if not if not super duper you know proper older lady um they invite him in they, they give him she gives him some tea this tea looks delicious it's got like a flower floating in i'm like hell Man, yeah i want to drink we that never made tea for the podcast bro we should have some tea bro i have tons of green tea in there bro i love green tea bro we're gonna have a little tea party excuse us go ahead and cut it off yeah <laughs> no um but yeah, she's having some tea and she says, oh, please go ahead, drink your tea. And she starts to uh, and she grabs it. She's very shaky. She spills the tea. It's hot tea all over her hand. Her band, her hands are bandaged up. We've only seen them in bandages. And uh, Lady Evergarden's like, oh, no, goodness, l- let me get that for you. And she's like, it's fine. It doesn't hurt. Oh, but it's so hot. It's like, no, I-, I can't feel any of it. And she unwraps her hand, which is soaked in this hot tea. And you that's the first time you see these badass but also heartbreaking metal hands that she has she explains they're made of adamant silver her arms um we don't know how far up they go but it appears to be like pretty close to the shoulder we know at least on the one arm it goes to the elbow as we mm-hmm. see later um but yeah she said she calls them uh clumsy but sturdy and uh lady evergarden uh gifts violet with some gloves after that uh, apparently Lady Ga- Lady Evergarden's name is Tiffany, we find out. And they just kind of... she They, they kind of like just chat for a bit, her and uh, Hodgins. And they explain that Gilbert wanted her to be here. And Lady Evergarden, Tiffany Evergarden says uh, that they'll accept them as... Accept her as their own daughter. And Violet... Again, very deadpan, just says, I, d- I don't need replacement parents. I never had parents. I don't need any replacement parents. 
And they said, no, it's, it's okay. Our, you know, our son was in the war too. He, he died. Unfortunately, I can't replace your dead son. Okay. Well, Jesus girl, can you chill? We're trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's really well, rough it's to try and too, talk like, to her. Like now, like, uh, are there non-humans in this world or that's what I'm, I'm not sure this, this, this freaking, <clears throat> is she okay. a robot? That's the question, isn't it? Is she a robot? Because I feel like she might be a robot. There's a there's a bunch of stuff the stuff that happens. We'll get into it later and later on in the episode. But Jesus Christ, she sure as hell seems to be a fucking robot. She's she sure <laughs> as hell got metal arms. I think she might be a robot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she Hodges goes to leave. He eases the tension a little bit before he does, saying it was Gilbert's wish for you to live uh, happily here. And as he's walking out, Violet bursts out the door and is yelling at him. She says, no, why is the major leaving me here? Is it my arms? I can still fight. And he says, Violet, the war's over. And that's all she knows. It's a very sad yeah. scene. It's very upsetting because that's that's clearly all she knows. That's all she's comfortable with. That's all she's ever going to be or so she believes. And she can't understand, like, if if that's not it, then what do I do? And she says, well, I'm a tool. If, if if I don't have a purpose, then I should be discarded. Which is like, fuck, man. Yeah. I'm sad about cartoons again. More leading to the case that she is a robot. I think she might be a robot. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. She definitely seems robotic. I did say like last week when we, when we at the end of that episode, when we had our sweet little record scratch moment, I said, oh, yeah, we're going to watch Violet Evergarden. It's a show about a robot girl who uh, uh, needs a job. The war's over, blah, blah, blah. That's what I had read in the thing. I didn't read Robot Girl. I assumed Robot Girl because I saw Robot Hand. Mm-hmm. Watching it, she they definitely it seems like they want you to think she's not a robot because she does bleed we do see her like begin to cry we see her eyes well up with tears so she's not a robot but she sure as hell acts like a robot and then there's little things that happen in the show that i'll get to that make me think she's for sure a robot but anyway violet she definitely believes she has this singular purpose and like she does not have any po- any point of existing beyond that so she wants to be thrown away at this point which is really sad and we're only 15 minutes in and I'm already like upset but anyway it goes on uh she, Hodges uh Lieutenant Hodges takes her with him explains he's not actually a lieutenant anymore he now owns a company uh he's President Hodges ooh Mr. President and it's sort of it's basically like a privately owned post office thing he explains that uh, most folks in the in this universe we're in don't like or in this in this area anyway don't know how to write. So what they do is they'll find they go to these places to talk to people about what they a letter they want to write to someone or some message they want to convey, and those people will translate it and like kind of you know type it out for them. But also they're supposed to like get to the point of it. We find out later, like mm-hmm. what their real emotions are about a thing. Like if you walk in and say, I want to talk to my mom because I'm sad about my mom and I want to talk to my mom. We haven't talked in a while. Then they would say, dearest mother, I'm very, uh, I'm uh, sorry I left and I'm so sad that I can't talk to you. Please meet me. Like that kind of thing. Like you can just spit out whatever and they'll like make it make sense, which is really interesting. I, I, I'm really liking the world that we're in. It's very, it's very cool to me. So, but they also, he also says we also, like, deliver the letters and whatnot. Um, And apparently we also find out that Violet does know how to write, despite so many people not knowing, because Gilbert taught her. And Hodges says, uh, you still have a purpose, you can work. So he then introduces her to Benedict, who's this uh, 
uh, guy who works there. He's a postman. He said, and he says, Violet, you're going to be a postman too. Um, she, she is, this is where we see some more of her military constantness. Cause she's just, yes, sir. And saluting everything mm-hmm. constantly. That's all she, that's like, she always says affirmative or something like that or confirmed or whatever. Whenever she's talking to someone, she doesn't just say yes or no. Uh, she's, she's just all army, army, army is all she's ever known. Apparently. Um, so Benedict is showing her around. Um, she's still saluting him now. Um, she he says here's your uniform go ahead and change this and she just starts immediately undressing he's like wait a minute and like she gets changed um he explains to her you like here's here's where you work you're gonna just i just need you to sort out all this mail and then he leaves and he comes back several hours later and it's all done and she just stood there all day sorting the mail didn't even take any breaks didn't do anything uh else except for just sort out the mail and Benedict's like, Jesus Christ, why didn't you take a break? I do not require breaks. I'm like, okay, robot girl. Um, and then he says, well, do you want to try delivering? And he explains, like, we also deliver the letters and he has a map. And then he's like, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. And he leaves. Uh, so then we, from there, you see Hodges uh, taking a ride back from whatever appointment he went to. It sounds like he was at a, at a bank or something. Um because he's he's apparently having trouble getting funded in his little monologue he says so he looks out the window of this trolley or whatever that he's in and sees someone pushing a bunch of letters in a big cart and he says uh some people are doing night delivery we can't afford that and then he sees that the logo on it is his own post office logo and he's like yeah, yeah. and Wait. he jumps out it's violet and she's he, delivering some mail she's delivering mail at very late at night because <clears throat> that's what she do um so he he jumps out, he stops her, he says, what are you doing? Delivering the mail. Okay, so cut to them at dinner with Benedict, and Benedict's like, I, I didn't mean tonight try it. Like, in the morning we'll do that. Whatever. So they talk for a little bit. He was bit. not very clear, to be He fair. wasn't, he wasn't. Benedict's kind of a kind of a douche. I don't know. I don't know what this guy's doing. He like seems one nice. Long bi- like like bang that runs in he does have face. one of them he has one of them anime bangs he's got yeah. one of them he's got one of them zach from final fantasy 7s yeah like that one long ass bang that was his name right zach yeah um it's like a straightened version of major hughes from full metal Alchemist. yeah a little bit but uh also the food in this scene where they're eating looks amazing and i got hungies <laughs> dude was <laughs> like, eating some egg rolls and i was like oh that's looking right but <laughs> like I'm some spring rolls make me a quesadilla it was looking super right but uh, they, they kind of talk for a bit. They explain uh, the Evergardens are willing to um, are willing to take them in, but staying at the ma- mansion uh, well, and Benedict's like, eh, that's not going to work for whatever reason. It's, it's going to be an issue letting her stay there, which they don't really explain, but, I mean, hey, what's going on? We got an Amber Alert here. Yeah, I just checked mine, <laughs> and then it popped up on yours. All right. Sorry, but, guys. Uh, if that buzzed and you could hear it, it's an Amber Alert. Yeah, man, we had an Amber Alert come through. I'm still on the lookout for that fucking roach, but whatever. We call an Amber Alert for for Calvin. Now that's not. No, I would call a. I would call a death squad on Calvin. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. But um, yeah. So they they explain like Hughes was trying to be nice about it, but no, she's not going to be able to actually stay at the uh, at the Evergarden Estate for whatever reason. Why, um, why? So, is there just no reason for it? They don't it, really explain it there. Or is it just I don't know because what she happened. doesn't want to. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. It, I, 
I can't assume. I'm I'm hoping we get. I'm I'm sure there'll be more explanation as to like what's going on with her. But I don't know. It's odd. But um, they go on. I might have just missed something there too. Like I told you, when I'm watching this, mm-hmm. it takes me forever to get through these four episodes because I'm constantly yeah, like, oh, I need to make. He's working a note on reformatting the way he takes notes. Yeah, I like. I'll pause and like write down what happened there because I don't want to forget this scene. I want to make sure I mention it because this might be important or whatever. And I'm like taking notes and writing down my thoughts and shit, which means it takes me like. God, it took it took so long to get through these episodes because I was constantly pausing and repausing and whatnot. I was up to like 1 a.m. last night past that. Point is, uh, I think what I'm going to start doing is just like, particularly with this one, because one, I don't want to look away because it's so pretty. And two, it's really hard to get those emotional hits when you're constantly stopping and mm-hmm. doing something else. You're not in the moment. Yeah, this one would be hard to do as a sub. Yeah, so I think what I'm going to do... I look at the text a lot and then well, I have, I, like, I'm keep, Like I said, I'm keeping the subtitles on, so I'm like, I'm sure. it's there anyway. But yeah, I feel like what I'm going to start doing is like, we usually watch them on Thursday. I'm going to start like on Saturday, watch whatever episodes. That gives me some time to like digest and actually experience it. And then like Thursday, just kind of rewatch it in the background while I'm taking notes or whatever, I think is going to be the way to do it. But yeah, I'm, I'm digging this show, but it's a, it is a slow burn for sure. Particularly once we get up to like episode three and four, that's where Mm -hmm. shit gets pretty interesting. But, um, yeah, as they're, so Violet appears to have been a child soldier, um, like this is literally all she knows. We we get a little more exposition on that, but not much. But uh, she's walking back to. She's going to be staying at the office, um, like in one of the top floors, uh, for the time being. And as she's walking back with Hodges, Hodges stops and explain to her that uh, you don't understand. Your body is burning. He says, and uh, he. It's kind of weird. Um, She's like, what are you talking about? I'm not burning. She like looks down like she doesn't understand what he's saying. And he says, no, you are. It's going to be used up. And there's a brief flashback where we see like that same scene with that bloody violet kneeling next to a bunch of dead people. Mm -hmm. And then you see on the other on the other side of like looking at her, a bunch of people that appear to be standing in some kind of stands like, I don't know, an arena or something. But Hodges is there and he was watching it happen. And I'm just like, what kind of fucked up shit was this army up to? I don't know. I'm just shaking my head. I know you can't hear me shake my head. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get those answers, but man, oh man, is there some weird stuff happening and I don't particularly love it. Um, Next morning, Violet's at the office. She's like cleaning the windows. A man comes in, thinks she's one of the writers and asks her to write to a friend of his who has been proposed to. And... He he ends up sitting down with uh, one of the actual writers or whatever, people that write the letters. We find out later they're called auto-memory dolls. Uh, memories dolls, they say in the in the show, but the subtitles all say memory doll. Yeah, as far as I can see, it's memory doll. Yeah, yeah. it's all memory in the, in the text. But... I'll be your memory. Why you got to do that to me? Can I, I be your memory? All right. It's <laughs> the worst. You're the worst today. What song now, is see, that? See, when I think, that's called memory, I think. Isn't it? Who sings that? You can Google it, bro. Why see, when I hear brain? memory, my first thought, and this uh, this just says a lot about me. My first thought when I hear memory is that song from Cats. <laughs> but you don't even know what that is. Mm. I know the play Cats. I never watched memory. it. Not a play, a musical, sir. Sorry, same same thing. Touch me, it's so easy to leave me. Can I, I, don't, I don't need to sing anymore. Enemy. You're the worst. Anyway, 
Um, so he, this guy sits down and he, he explains and he starts talking and this other person who's writing is talking, takes over talking for him. Cause he's just saying all this stuff. And this person, we later find out his name, uh, Catalea. Um, she's taking all this information and typing out and she says, you were the first person who was kind to me. And as, as she's saying this, we see flashbacks of, uh, Violet and major Gilbert, um, meeting maybe training there's a bit where they're like in a foxhole and then or or like a trench and then they like jump up it's kind of like that scene in wonder woman when she's Mm -hmm. running through the battlefield and like it's one of those and violet is whipping some ass it's a really cool scene yeah but all we're seeing could have been my favorite fight scene of them all yeah so so far far. there's i mean there's not many like maybe we'll get more but but you get a little taste and every time they give you just a little little, feels good you're like yeah yeah while, while while we're seeing all that we hear you were the first person who was kind to me I appreciate it. You you were everything to me. I would have done anything for you. Anything at all. I want to know how you feel. I want to know what's in your heart. I love you. And we find out that these people who are working there um, after this scene are the Auto Memories doll service. Who There's, there's three women who work there and they do this. They, they are, as I already said, someone comes in, just spills their guts and they make it into a proper you know letter or some kind of uh, correspondence to this other person they want to write to. Um, and Violet's like standing there kind of awestruck after this scene and one of the girls is like um why are you even here and she goes what does that mean like that song is by sugar cult by the way sugar cult i had to if you gave me enough time i would have came up with that but no man forget back 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 to the disaster my heart's beating faster all right this isn't the sugar cult this isn't the sugar cult fan podcast all right I, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan. Do you want to start that? Do you want to start the sugar coffee? Yeah, let's talk about start a podcast. Let's not. That's a that's a pretty uh let's say uh niches get the riches, dude. You're the worst. <laughs> you gotta, niches you gotta, get the riches. That's I mean, yeah, okay. Niches get the riches. Is it niche the or niche? I've heard it so many different ways. That sounds like that sounds like how uh Woken Jeff Hardy would say that. Niches. Niche. The niches. Yeah. That's um, brother Nero, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not Woken Jeff Hardy, Brother Nero. You're Excuse talking me. Woken Matt Hardy. I mean Woken Matt Hardy. Woken Matt You know Hardy. what? All right, back on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Happy um, your anime. Why, st- why is this still happening? I don't know. So <laughs> she says, "I want. what does that mean? And they're like, what do you mean what does that mean? She says, what does I love you mean? And that's the, we find out that's the last thing that Gilbert said to her after he gave those final orders that he wants her to live and be happy. He said, I love you. And we see that scene briefly and it's pretty rough i don't know what's happening there but it's rough violet decides she wants to be one of these auto memory dolls to find out what that means and we see that scene and he um i think she she says uh as they're standing there i think this is the scene where you see that arm fall yeah they're like, on that staircase where yeah it like cuts flashback. right like while while she's standing there talking you hear this splat noise and it cuts and you see this arm that just fell onto the ground and it's presumably Violet's arm, which is like, okay, how did she live? Robot girl. But she, uh, they're there on the steps and Gilbert is laying on the ground against the wall on those steps. And she's like, I won't let you die. I won't let you die here. And she tries to grab him and pick him up, but she doesn't have any arms. So she's literally like pulling at his clothes with her teeth. And he says, stop it. Stop. We see that scene again where he says, I, I I want you to live and be happy. I mean it. And then he says, I love you. And she just starts crying. And that's where it ends. And we don't know what happens next. We don't know how they got there. I'm sure we'll find out. But 
man, ooh, my witty bitty heart. Yeah. So, I guess the question is now, Brandon, can you define I love you? No. <laughs> Have you ever loved before? Let's Let me ask you this. this. Let's not get into this. Do you believe in life after love? <laughs> First of all, that's not how you say it. Do you believe in life after love? And love and love I can feel something inside me straight. Nice share voice, boy, bro. Yeah, thanks, that's man. a real nice share voice you got there. Anyway, <laughs> episode two. Your share is also very close to Danzig, by the way. If you've never. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. the that's the duet I didn't know I needed. Strong enough. I really don't think it's strong enough. No, no. Do there you, you go. believe in love? Do you believe in love? <laughs> that is how he would do it. <laughs> All right. Can we stop? Do you believe is this, are we, I'm sorry. Are we going to start the... the love the love? Are we going to start the Rogers... All right, dude. Rogers ridiculous I'm going to stop going over versions. on tangents, dude. No, this is great. We, I love it. Please. We, we got a long way to go. That was episode one. All right, episode two. <laughs> I'll probably still go off on this. On, <laughs> never coming back. Never coming to, back. Jesus Christ. We're on to episode two. And uh, it is called Never Coming Back. Okay. Uh, this one starts four years ago at the Port of Stimmer in Leidenschaft. Um, we meet Colonel Deethfried. This is the one I was talking about. Colonel Deethfried, the mm-hmm. voiceover says, your brother is here uh, to meet you. And it's uh, Gil. He's like, oh, Gil. It's Gilbert. This is mm-hmm. Gilbert's brother who apparently called Violet a dog. Okay. So the name, as the person says it, is Deethfried. It is spelled... Diet hard, D I E T H A R D. Look, I don't know. Obviously, I speak me some English. I don't know if that's like Jesus Roach. It's on the ceiling. It's on the ceiling. Ah, uh, there it's it on is. The ceiling. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so we just had a situation with Calvin. Calvin's gone, and I don't want to hear any more about it. All right? <laughs> that fucker came right for me. He's not coming I fucking, back. I, I took him to the ground. I stomped him. It was over. Roger goes to get a tissue, and then the fucker is gone. It was like fucking Halloween. Michael Myers' body. He was right there. It's gone. It's back fucking gone. <laughs> that was terrifying and then i see it like crawling this way and i'm like is there and i'm trying to stomp it it's gone we can't find it and then i find it in the fucking corner of the room the point is it's over now it is over we can continue with the show thank you for understanding okay all right yeah so four (laughs) years ago gilbert's visiting his brother uh d3 how was the spelling on his name a D I I'm on the wrong. I don't even know where I am. My notes are. Brandon all freaked. Fucked. He freaked. I'm I'm back. I'm on. putting a little clip in there at least. I'll I'm try to. On. I'll try to. If if anything, somewhere this whole chronicle is gonna be posted. Yeah, we're putting it at the Calvin Chronicle. Fuck man, <laughs> that's so bad. All right. <clears throat> on here I have his spelling as D E I T 
F-R-I-E-D, Diet Fried. Okay, in the subtitles, if you haven't turned on, it's spelled D-I-E-T-H-A-R-D, which I'm like, what the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, on here I have it spelled D3D? Diet Fried. D3. And then the Japanese spelling for it, if you were to put it to <sighs> letters, is D-I-T-O-F-U-R-I-T-O. You know what? Names. Eat Fritero. Point is, this person is uh, Gilbert's brother. <clears throat> he's got a long ponytail. Yeah. Oh, father wouldn't allow that. Well, I'm glad he's dead, he says, which is pretty fucked up. This guy seems to be like a real, not much of a family person. Anyway. He says, I've got a gift for you. He's talking to Major Gilbert. Um, and he says, only use it as a weapon. Don't get attached. And there's a bag that it keeps cutting to. And he opens the bag and, and pulls the sheet off or whatever. And it's Violet. And she's sitting there. She's like just wide-eyed and looks a little bit confused. But she's not freaking out or anything. And uh, Why does he have a girl in a crate? I don't know. He's a bad person. She's a robot, He seems right? like a bad person. I think she might be a robot. We'll continue. But... um. He says, I found her in the Northeastern war zone. Um, and uh, again, like he's like he said before, uh, don't get attached, use it a weapon. <clears throat> Seems fucked up. Um, keep saying it. So, yeah, maybe she is some kind of like cyborg or something. That's yeah. that's the vibe I'm getting anyway. But this guy seems like a real douchebag. He does though. seem like a real deep. At first bang, glance, real, he's real a douche. So we cut back to now. Uh, Violet has been made an apprentice. Um, and Hodges is uh, explaining to the other uh, auto memory dolls. um that he wants them to try and train her. Uh, we meet Iris, who is the uh, darker-skinned, uh, short-haired girl who's mm-hmm. kind of a, kind of a, kind of a, kind of a firebrand, kind of a jerk a little bit because she's like, you know, kind of giving Violet these sideways looks. She's the one who was like, "What do you mean?" Like earlier, like being. Yeah, weird. I got a name. For who us. are you? Starts with a B. That's fucking rude. Butthole. All right. Um, <laughs> and we meet Erica, a who's a shorter, butthole. shorter, coconut-haired, like mousy type uh she's got a really cool dress on um she looks like a little doll and the other girl who hasn't been named yet who seems to be slightly older kind of a she's got like a very like short uh red dress on and she's kind of she's kind of sexy she's got all her, uh, all her cleavage out kind of kind of real hot <clears throat> we find out later that's uh catalea um and uh hey roger do you get it do you get it mm-hmm all right, we'll talk about it later. Because um, I'm kind of embarrassed I didn't get it until episode three, but let's continue. Um, so Iris is relatively new. Erica and Catalea, we find out her name is, have been dolls for a while. Uh, she says, we're all sort of rookies here with this new business. And Erica says, well, that's not exactly true. Um, so she gets a typing lesson. Um, Catalea shows her the uh, typewriter, put your fingers here, put your hands here, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it might be easier with the gloves off. So she she always uses her teeth to take the gloves off, uh, Violet does. And whenever she does, everyone in the room just kind of gives her a, whoa. Like, not not scared, not frightened, but shocked more than anything, it seems. Um, and, you know, knowing that they just, uh, they just recently, a war has ended, you know, you might mm-hmm. have some opinions on that, um, seeing it. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a it's an interesting thing that happens like every time she takes the gloves off. Um, so she takes them off. Everyone's a little shaken up. Uh, Violet uh, tries to type a little bit, but then stops and like she lifts up that one sleeve, and we see her like fiddle with this little mechanism in the elbow of her arm, mm-hmm. and uh, her fingers kind of stretch out and like kind of kind of go into maybe a more like traditional curve like you would have if you're typing. You're supposed to keep those arches up. Mavis Beacon taught us that, but. Um, 
she uh she starts typing and she's just clickety clackety clickety clackety. She starts clickety clacking away and everyone's like kind of got this weird like on their face and Catalea finally stops her and says maybe a little more quietly because <laughs> she's very very loud with her typing probably because of her giant metal fingers how insensitive but i had um, a teacher in school that typed like that yeah typed real hard mm-hmm. i went when we had a, we had a typing class before because i went have to, something to do with flowers what because we got three oh, people. Oh, you're Googling everything now. See, that's cheating, you jackass. Okay, well. That's cheating. I knew what an iris was already. Every, here's here it is. So I didn't realize, I didn't recognize until episode three, which I'm kind of bummed out about. But literally every, every woman who's introduced, particularly the ones uh, who are typing or typists or have anything to do with being auto memory dolls, they're all named after flowers. They're flowers. What is, what is Erica? There is an Erica flower. Google it. Google Erica flower. It's a it's a type of bloom. I don't know the exact type. Catalea, I believe, is a type of orchid mm-hmm, from South is. America. It is. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, violet. Obviously, mm-hmm. iris. We we see irises in episode uh, four. Actually, a lot of them. We used to have irises. Later on, we're introduced to a character named uh, Luculia, <clears throat> which is a type of flower. And the there instructor we meet later is uh, Rodanthe, which is a nice. ro- Rodanth, maybe, who, which is a type of flower. They're all named after flowers, which I thought was really cool because I love flowers. And if someone shows up and their name's Camellia, I'm going to nut. Anyway, that's my favorite flower. Um, <clears throat> but she goes on with her little clicky clack lesson. They stop her because she's so loud. Um, we then meet Noreen and Lillian, who are... The receptionist up front, uh, Benedict went out and got some lunch, uh, and he's like, "Hey, do you want some noodles?" And they're like, "No, and don't come in here all all sweaty." And it's like, "Okay, y'all are kind of stuck up, or maybe Benedict's a jerk. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out." I don't know. There's an old dude in there. There's an old dude. He ends up. Uh, it's just there's a shot of him like sitting down eating his meal, uh, eating his noodles, and there's like an older dude who's there eating with him. Uh, like at another table anyway and Benedict's just like sitting on a bench and he's like uh, these girls blah 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 he's complaining about women no more working girls for me he says uh, Iris and Erica walk in and they he's like hey noodles and they're like no leave us alone and don't call me hey you because he was like hey you you want some noodles no it's yeah. not my name but uh yeah they're they just kind of blow him off as the other girls did um and he's like, Bleh. and then the old guy's like, I'll eat those noodles. So he eats those noodles. It's a great scene. Ah. Anyway, uh, Iris and uh, Erica go and sit down. And um, Iris is now complaining, uh, saying, oh, we had two reservations so far. And they both asked for Catalea. And she's, uh, and I'm stuck writing addresses all day and, and missing persons from the war and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and this new girl is too cold to be a doll. She's, what's, what's she thinking? What makes her just walk in here and become a doll? I work so hard, blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of t- upset, obviously. Um, and then this is, okay, here's a scene where I'm, where I was like, I had, I had had my suspicions. This is one scene where I was like fucking robot because Catalea, we see uh, a red dress, super sexy red dress. Uh, Catalea walks out of the office. She's talking to Hodges for a second, and she mentions, "Oh, I, um, I asked Violet if she wanted to get lunch, but she said she didn't want to eat. If you have the subtitles turned on, it doesn't say she didn't want to eat. It says she didn't need to recharge." And I'm like, "Hey, robot." Anyway, um, we find out Hodges' first name is Claudia, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
as they're sitting there chatting, uh, Benedict comes out of a room and Catalea kind of, she seems to like kind of notice him come out of this room and he's like kind of like behind a pillar or whatever, a, yeah. a, a thing like watching them, uh, listening to them talk. And Catalea seems to have noticed this and she starts like messing with, uh, messing with Hodges saying, ooh, why don't you take me to lunch? Oh, did you want a different girl? Something blah, blah, blah. And she's like just kind of picking on Calling him. Calling on somebody else's name. In bed. Yeah, that's what she says. It's pretty, I don't know. And I don't know if like, I, I was like, okay, is she messing with him because she likes him or is she like trying to like, because because she just saw, she appears to have just seen Benedict come out. Is she like messing with Benedict? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's both. Maybe she's just having fun. Maybe he did call out somebody else's name. Ooh, sexy. You ever done that? I have not. Have you? You sure? No, I haven't. I don't I don't call out names during sex. <clears throat> Me either. I don't like speaking. I mean, I like speaking. You gotta know. Freak. What? During sex? <laughs> Freaking freak. You, you Okay, this isn't the sexy podcast. We won't get into freak. that. Hey, man. You gotta... Fucking freak. You never been doing something you're like, is that, is that good? Is that good for you? And she's like, uh. They give you a little moan or something? Nothing? You don't get any of that? I don't do that, dude. No. Do you ask before you have sex? Are you, are you like, you want to fuck? You want to get this? I'm a virgin, man. She <laughs> fucking celibate. ding dong. Anyway. Sorry about all the sex talk, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has been a wild episode. We yeah, had a it fucking, has been all over the place. We were reviewing a... Uh, again, this is a fairly slow and like serious anime. Uh, these first few episodes in particular. Then we fought a roach to the death. And it was mm-hmm. like... It was fucking Dragon Ball Super in here for a second. He would have enjoyed uh, that, I he think. He's never going to get to see the rest of Goku Black. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck that roach. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead, Roger. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, later, <laughs> we see Violet. She's been, uh, she's been <clears throat> typing all day. Catalea sees her and says, oh, you're improving. And Violet says, uh, asks if she can... Uh, uh, no, she, she's been typing all day and she says... Uh, she refers to the typewriter as this weapon. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, can I take this weapon with um, me? Yeah, and then later... Well, I don't think she has to take it yet. I think that's later okay. on. But yeah, soon enough. She does refer to it as a weapon. She though. does refer to it as a weapon. And then uh, Catalea says, uh, tomorrow you'll shadow a real doll. I'm going... Uh, which I thought was funny. Um, and she says, uh, I'm going out for delivery. And she gets her coat and leaves. It's a house call. Because apparently that's a thing that happens here. We, find, we see that later on in the series. Uh, but yeah, here... Uh, this is where Violet asks if she can take the typewriter to train. And also, she I don't know if she actually says this to the person, but she says uh, also she wants to type a letter to Gilbert. Um, and she does so, and later she gives it to Hodges, and Hodges says, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll deliver it. Okay. Okay. So he's alive. Mm-hmm. Or is he? I don't know. Yeah. Terrified. I'm scared to find out. But uh, shadowing, um, Violet is unintentionally critical and constantly pointing out errors. Like she's sitting with Iris and Iris is like, oh, yes, uh, blah, 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 typing this. And and Violet's just like, you made a spelling error there. And it's like, damn, Violet, can you chill for a second? And then like some other person um, like uh, is trying to like explain like their whatever they're trying to say what don't fuck with me Roger <laughs> Roger's like stopped and is just staring at the ceiling like there's another roach there I will fight you I will yeah. I will stomp you like I stomped I'm trying, Calvin I'm trying to ease my head dude my head hurts from laughing too hard anyway she's like straight up critical at points uh, at one point 
a man comes in. He's very upset. He's complaining at uh, Erica because he's not he's he's uh, unsatisfied with the letter that uh, that was written. And he's complaining and said, well, I'm not paying for it. And he like balls it up and throws it at Erica and it like hits the wall just on the other side, just like next to her head. And Violet's like, she's not having that shit. Violet is not having that shit. She like straight up puts this dude in an arm bar and like bends him over the table and is and is like, uh, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she straight up restrains this dude who's like, and she's like, uh, uh, just because you didn't like it, uh, doesn't mean you can't pay us. That was part of the contract and blah, blah, blah. And just like, just, just manhandles this dude. Um, and then we, we see, uh, Hodges talking to her and they've gotten a lot, a lot of complaints. Um, so Erica says, okay, well, we'll just have you type up a, a bunch of addresses. Um, something about the chamber of commerce that they need to send these letters out. And a woman arrives looking for Catalea. Catalea's not there. She's on her house call thing. Um, this person explains, he's a very, very attractive, you know, kind of a, kind of a, I want to say floozy, but that's a little judgmental, but she's like very like sexy. She type. came off as a gold digger. A little bit. Not really, but like, that's the thing we find she out. Will, yeah. That's the thing we find out, but she's saying she wants to talk to Catalea because everybody knows you go to Catalea. And the only person there is Erica and Violet. And Violet's, like, typing those addresses. She's explaining to Erica, well, I've been approached by this uh, by this man. He's an automobile salesman. Says everyone's going to have automobiles one day. And he's going to be very rich. And I'm not really into him, but I, I wouldn't mind having the option, I suppose. I want to write a romantic, elegant letter to blah, blah, blah. And Violet just kind of stands there and is like, I'll do it. That's not how she yeah, talks. Yeah, she's like, done. Yeah, she, essentially, she's like, I want to do this one. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the lady's like, oh, are you going to write my letter? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. And she does, apparently. Apparently we they don't read the letters before they send them. Apparently not. No. We, uh, well, from what we've seen, they just type them up, put them in an envelope themselves, whoever typed it, and then goes out for delivery. Like, that's every time I've seen, we've seen them do one, that's how they do it. They don't re read them back. So the lady is back. She's pissed. She's very upset. She's yelling. Uh, apparently this letter was way too direct and Violet reads it out loud. And I didn't write down the whole thing, but the, the big part is like, um, I'm not interested in you. Um, uh, try again when you have gifts and funds is what she says, which is pretty great. Which again, comes off a little bit gold diggerish. But this woman... Violet is very good at reading people yeah. for the honest truth. Well, she's just writing down exactly what they're saying. And, like, that's what she was saying. She's like, I, yeah. she's she was saying, saying, I that want... I'm not attracted to him. I don't really want much to do with him. But if he becomes rich, I want the option. Exactly. Which is the thing. So she's saying, like, you know, come back later when you when you got that Skrilla, my dude. Um, but obviously that didn't work out. And the woman... Catalea's there now, and she's trying to calm this woman down. And the woman actually starts sobbing. Like, she goes from being angry to just straight up sad and sorrowful and she says um i wanted to be chased so that's what women want don't they i i really uh, and she explains that she actually did she does love him but she just didn't want to say that she was trying to like you know play this game called love which eh, i mean uh, opinions i don't know i didn't believe it i don't know i it's, didn't buy into it. it it was it was a real i mean i i can understand that because i i definitely i i get like you know wanting to have some fun and like you know i'm not if, just because you say you love me i mean you know i can't just go after you that makes you seem cheap or flugious or whatever so she was trying to like play hard to get obviously is what she was trying to do 
and this letter was not the way to do that, clearly. Yeah, well, it was she, a bad time. It, it's, it's yes, yes, believe. Roger, if we were all more direct. Well, because she didn't have to, like, be like, don't put, or she could be like, don't put this part in the letter. She didn't s- insinuate well, that but at see, all. that's not. But she we, got the letter returned to her, and she felt burned. This, she's a gold digger, dude. The, the, see, this is the thing we find out, though, is that you, that's not how, you don't say, don't put this in, don't put that in. You say how you mm-hmm. feel, in whether it's actually how you feel or not. And the thing is, whoever's writing, it. whoever's writing has to be able to convey that. They have to be able to decipher your emotions, which we find out is very difficult for Violet, particularly in the next episode. And that's the thing. Like, she's, she doesn't, I wrote down, Violet is incapable of That lady's of emotion was not there. Wow. She's apparently incapable of understanding nuance. She doesn't, she doesn't. She instead of like deciphering like what she really meant or like what how she was feeling, even if she can't say how she's feeling, the auto memory doll is supposed to be able to write down and figure out how you're feeling and express that. She's not able to do that at all. Um, so uh, from there, uh, we go to uh, Catalea's having tea with Violet and trying to explain to her. And she's and uh, this person in the little cafe is like, What would you like to drink? Um, and <laughs> she says, plain hot water is sufficient for rehydrating. And I'm like, you're a fucking robot. You're a robot. She got, got to put it in her radiator. <laughs> when, she, when she gets angry, does she get a little beep, like out of her ear? <laughs> um, but Catalea tries to explain, um, words have different interpretations. It's a weakness of humans. We test others to confirm our own existence. It's a contradiction. She uses that word, and that word really sticks with uh, Violet. She um, she ends up bringing that back later. So Catalea leaves, um, says she needs to go apologize to this man in person. Violet's walking on the street. She sees someone who she thinks is Gilbert. It's not him. It's some old guy. Some old dude. It just really looked like him. And she, I was like one of the first times you see her really displaying an emotion. Like you see it a few times. Like she she gets really worked up every now and then, but they're few and far between. But for that moment, she was like running and like yelling at this person, Gilbert, Gilbert. It wasn't him. Um, she's walking down the street. Benedict rides up on a bike. He's like, "Hey, what what are you doing?" It's like, "Here's Benedict, that that guy." And he says, "You seem down. Are you eating enough? I've replenished my nutrients." You're a fucking robot. Um, did you mess up at work? Why not? Why not just uh go back to delivery? Why not find another job? And she doesn't really respond, and he's like, eh, whatever, bye. So it starts raining. She's walking in the rain. No umbrella. She's just sitting there soaking it up. This is a bit where, like, again, the visuals in the show are so good. Like, you you can actually see, like, her shirt clinging to her, and you can mm-hmm. kind of see, like, how her far up that robot goes. The... Yeah, and you can yeah. kind of see how far up that robot arm goes. Like, it looks, like, just under the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Or maybe to the shoulder. But, um... She uh she gets back to the office. Erica sees her walking in the rain. She runs out, runs downstairs. And she's like, uh, they they talk for a second in front of the office, and she says, um, Violet says to her, "Do you think um I'm suited to be an auto memory doll?" And Erica's like, "Well, it's true that I don't." And Violet says, "No, not you, me. Let's talk about my emotions." And it's like, Jesus, all right, again, yeah. no nuance to this girl. Maybe she'll get there, but Erica says, "Well, no, you're not suited for this job." And I don't need, why do you want to be an auto memory doll anyway? This is a thing that like a lot of people ask her uh, throughout the show, throughout these four episodes. Why do you even want to do this? And she says, I want to do it until I understand what I love you means. Because, and, and again, she kind of explains like she just, that's what she wants to know. <clears throat> she wants to understand the last words that the major told to her. She wants to know what that means because he said, I love you. And she doesn't understand it. Um, 
So then we're back. Uh, we're back inside. Iris is talking to Hodges, uh, saying that Violet should leave. She needs to be. You need to ask her to leave. You need to fire her. She doesn't. She can't do this. She doesn't need to do this job. It's going to ruin us, particularly since we're just starting out. This and that. Blah blah blah. And Erica like hears this. They both hear Violet and Erica hear this from outside the door. And Erica bursts in and says, "No, she's." You you can't just fire her because of that. She she goes into Defender. She says she's fast and accurate. She can type addresses while she learns, and, and eventually she'll be able to write letters good. And Violet is touched by this, and she says it's a contradiction. You told me I'm I'm I shouldn't I'm not I'm not capable of doing this, but you're defending me and saying I can. And it's like she kind of gets in. She seems to get a little bit of like what that what that means, but yeah. So we then get a moment with Erica walking down the street later. Uh, we saw her earlier, like walk past this. Uh, I don't know if it's a bookstore or some kind of curio shop, but she saw this little doll sitting at some kind of giant, like keyboard looking thing. And we hear her little monologue and she's saying that uh, she feels like she's the one who's unfit to be an auto memories doll. Um, and she explains uh, the precursor to the typewriter was the Auto Memories doll, which was made by Professor Orlando, which was made for his novelist wife, Molly, who went blind. He made this uh, typewriter type thing so that she could continue to type her novels and make her novels. And Erica's dream, she talks about Violet here, was reawakened. These feelings were reawakened when she met Violet, uh, just as, because she she's so wanting to do this thing even though she's not very good at it because she wants to know what love it really touched her it was like it was like something out of a storybook to her and she loves these novels and uh she what says is it love baby don't hurt me baby don't hurt me no is that me. what you were looking for this whole time like no no that just literally strolled into my hey, mind roger. just now hey roger i want to know what love is <laughs> <laughs> I want you to show me. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to them in my heart. You can cut all that out because I, nope. I did not need to get that loud and I feel bad about it. <laughs> You're okay. definitely going to have to level that. You see that fucking spike on the, yeah, on the monitor? It. Jesus. It'll be fine. You can just cut it out. I don't, fine, need, I don't need people to hear my horrible it'll singing. Be my, it'll be fine. It's one thing when it's a karaoke because I can fuck up a karaoke. But anyway. Um, but yeah, this, this, this she reawakened these feelings in her Violet did, just like the feelings she had when she read, Mo read Molly's novels before they had to, how they had moved her. And she says she wants to write beautiful letters that move people's hearts. It's very, it's very beautiful. And we then see, uh, Violet is back in the office. Uh, they've got her a new outfit, a proper like dress that makes her look like one of those baby dolls. Apparently dolls have their own uniforms and they're all like clothing, like special clothing and whatnot. And this is the, if you look on the Netflix thing, the, the like header image for it is her standing there in this blue dress, this really outstandingly cool looking dress. Again, the art style and the character design. I love this show. It's so pretty. Um, and he said, and they explain that, uh, there's a, um, there's a school that teaches, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, how to be an auto memories doll and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And that yeah, Iris went there for like a, for like a short course or whatever. So they want to send Violet there as well. And, and then Hodges says, Oh, and don't forget this. And he hands her a box. She opens it up and inside is that emerald brooch. Yeah. Earlier. And we find out early. Yeah. That go ahead. Yeah. Earlier he was saying that he didn't get a salary this month. Yeah. He wasn't getting paid this month. He wasn't making a salary. Yep. And we find out that this brooch apparently had been stolen from Violet's things. It ended up on the black market and that's why Hodges isn't making salary this month. He ended up using all of his money to buy it back so that he could give it to her. 
Um, touching. Yeah, it's very touching. It's very beautiful. Violet has a moment. She's just like holding it there, and she's she's so happy to have it back because it it reminds her of Gilbert. It's the same color as his eyes. She said at the beginning of the show. It's really really touching. Um, so then there's a brief scene at the end here where uh, Catalea and Hodges are getting drinks. Uh, these drinks look real tasty. And after this scene, I went and mixed me up a little drinky at my house because I wanted a drinky. The show is very good at making me do things because I got hungry and then I got a drinky. But um, Catalea is uh, talking to Hodges for a second. And she asks, like, who's this major that she's always talking about? And he says, oh, the major was a friend from the academy. Um, he's uh, And he talks about, like, his family and stuff. She's like, oh, one of those. Like, he apparently came from a very wealthy family, very powerful family. And he says, no, it's not like that. Even though he was from a rich family, he was a man of spirit. And Catalea stops him and says, was? And he says, he just kind of looks down, like, into his drink and just says, I'm afraid he's not coming back. Which, again, was the name of the episode. Yep, never coming back. <sighs> so that's episode two. Yep. Episode, episode, two. <laughs> episode three is the first time I got, like, <laughs> I teared up a two. little. Episode three. Hey, you seem bored. No, I'm not bored. Do you want another roach in here, asshole? No. No, now I'm nursing a headache because I laugh too hard. Oh no, buddy, go get go get some. I got some Excedrin in the car. No, nah, that's okay, man. You wanna, you wanna We're trucking through, man. We got we got a city mile to go. All right, episode three. Uh, may you be an exemplary auto memory doll. Yeah. Um, which they use like three different words for that. They say that term a lot, and then they switch it out constantly because the teacher and uh, a few times other people in this say, "May you all be admirable dolls. May you be adm- admirable." Um, and in the subtitles, it says optimal. May you be an optimal doll, which is interesting. But anyway, uh, beginning of this one is Violet at the doll training class. Um, we learned that a brooch from this class, these special brooches that with this design, that's yeah, a, like a little they pin. explain that. Yeah, it's like a little pin. And they explain that this is proof of excellent excellence. Excuse me. Excellence. Um, this redhead girl comes in late and uh, is is told, "Hey, if you're late again, then you're gonna second be tardy. tardy. Second tardy if you're late." Blah, blah, blah. That lady is the teacher seems very strict. Very strict. And she she's seems very, like like if, very serious. Yeah, but she also you, ends up being a very nice person. Uh, like, in, in if you went end. to school, you're like, that's the teacher that I want to avoid and not. Yeah, have. she's the one that would like just straight up give you shit. Yeah, day one homework. Listen here, fucker. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she explains a little bit more about the class and says, are you ready? And uh, something like, are you ready? And Violet stands up and salutes and says, affirmative. And I'm like, you, you little army girl. Um, little redhead girl who we don't know her name yet gets a little voiceover uh, talking about like, um, that was the first time I met Violet. This, this girl, this beautiful girl who wore this dress like a doll, but acted like an arm, like she was in the army. And then we get the first time we see the real intro of the show and it's really cool. And I love the opens and intros of the show. They're really, really yeah, good. The, it's got a really cool, like little, uh, f- like five step piano part. Mm-hmm. It's really and good. Pause and blah, pause. It- it's pretty great. I like it. I'm really, I really, the music in this show, the visuals, this is a very good show. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. And this is the episode that we finally get an outro song too. Yeah. We get an intro and outro. And, and this I have one, a comment to make about that song. Oh, the in- outro. Yeah. I will right, get there. Uh, they actually play it like a little earlier they did, in the episode. But and it, they, I didn't know it was going to be an outro. Yeah. But, uh, so after the intro, uh, we start with them doing a speed test and she says, get started. And like, everybody's typing away. And uh, 
Violet just sits there, not touching her typewriter, and the teacher comes over and says, uh, asks her why hasn't she started, and Violet explains, well, you didn't give us a speed to type at. And the teacher goes, really? So if you have a speed, then you'll be able to type? Uh, yes, ma'am. And she says, all right, 200 characters per minute. And Violet says, affirmative. And she pulls her gloves off with her teeth again, and everybody stops for a second. like, hands. And then she starts just clickety-clacking away. She is, like, doing it, man. Just It sounds like you want a fight stick. Yeah. It's really great. She's just going out. Do not actually get the fight stick. I saw you eyeing it up. Don't you do it. But, uh, yeah, if it was closer, you would have, you son of a bitch. Anyway, stop. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there she's going at it, going nuts, just typing up a storm. Uh, after that, we get a scene with them at lunch, all the students. Uh, Violet isn't eating at all. Lucullia, we find out is her name, again, a type of flower, um, offers Violet some of her food, and Violet politely refuses. She doesn't want to eat. She's, she, she says... Um, I was trained to go long, to not eat on long missions. Like she can go as long as she needs to without food, apparently. Um, but yeah, so they're back. Not in s- unlike a robot. I think she might be a robot. <laughs> uh, they're back in class. Uh, the teacher, the instructor is explaining there's going to be classes on grammar and vocabulary. Uh, they take the, we see those classes. We then see her reading off the marks, full mm. marks for Violet uh, on grammar and vocab. She's, fucking perfect super speed she's nailing it she's so good at every technical aspect of this job um so then she's back at the office after that first day apparently um and iris is making fun of her Ooh, i bet you got in trouble she says no actually um and she gives uh we find out the instructor's name is rodanthe this right here this is the moment that i realized oh they're all flowers i got it <laughs> like that i'm i'm kind of bummed out it took me that long to get it but um she gives a the notes from Miss Rodanthe to Hodges. He reads them over. Hey, yeah, perfect marks. Really good. And uh, Benedict walks in and promptly gets into some shit with Catalea. They just start arguing. So now it's like, okay, so she was just fucking with Benedict, maybe? I don't know. They seem to, they seriously have some history going on. They're just mm-hmm. immediately arguing with each other. Um, anyway, back at class, uh, Violet is paired with Lucullia in a writing exercise. They're going to uh, choose someone they want to write a letter to, say what they want to write, and the other person's going to type it out, and then they'll switch and they'll hand off the letters later. So, Lucullia types, um, she, uh, 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 um, Violet wants to do a letter for uh, Hodges, um, which Lucullia types out for, and then afterwards it's Lucullia's turn. So, Violet is typing for Lucullia. Lucullia explains uh, she wants to write, she says, to my brother, n- no, to my parents. And she's saying stuff like, um, I'm sorry that I, I didn't get to spend more time with you. I'm doing okay in the city, though. I'm sorry we didn't get to do all those things we wanted, those places we wanted to go. And it's like kind of emotional. Like, you know, she's obviously not seen her parents in a while, it sounds like, or whatever. And she says, and don't worry about me. I'm, I'm doing fine, okay? And that's it. And she types it up. Violet types it all up. And then the instructor, Rodanthe, comes by and looks at it and says, Violet, would you read this back to me? And it's so stiff. And she's like, um, I apologize for my inability to, uh, for those th- places we wanted to go and this and that. I have nothing else to report. I have nothing to report about me, um, you know, living in the city. Don't, um, do not be concerned. Like, it's all very 
formulaic. It's very, very military, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like she's so just, it's a report, not a, not a letter. There's no soul to it or anything. Um, Rodanthe explains that an admirable doll must decipher the feelings being conveyed. And what, Viol- what Violet has typed is not a letter. Again, uh, in the subtitles, it does say admirable, it says optimal. So that's just another way you can look at it. Um, so yeah, she's, she's kind of bummed out by that. Um, she's walking with, uh, Lakulia later after the class and Lakulia is trying to console her, trying very hard to be like nice. And she says, Oh, don't worry about that. Um, and Violet explains, no, it's not the first time that someone's told me that though. And then there's a scene as they're walking, they're going across some bridge and the camera zooms in on Violet's face and you get like real up close to her eyes. And there is a distinctive noise. And I'm like, that's a fucking robot. I did not catch that. If you didn't get, uh, it sounds exactly like when you get a text message and your phone just goes, it sounds exactly like that. And I was like, was that my phone? And I rewind and watched it again. It zooms in our face. And and I'm like, she's a robot. She's a robot. I swear to God that's in there. I'll show you afterwards. Okay. Yeah. That definitely happened again. That definitely happened. So, uh, I actually wrote that down. Zoom in on Violet's face. A gentle buzz buzz is heard. I'm like, what robot? So Lakulia says, uh, hey, how about I show you the... Is there nothing else that it could have been? I don't know. Maybe one of the cars passing by, but it was such a distinctive noise that I don't... I don't know. <laughs> it was very distinct. I don't know. It might have been one of the cars, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's a fucking robot. <sighs> when it turns out she is a robot, I'm going to feel bummed, but whatever. It's going to be great. I'm going to cry. Um, Lakulia wants to show Violet the best view in the city. She says, she takes to a bell tower... Uh, she goes up, she's like, be careful now, and Violet's just, like, walking behind her, not using the handrails, she doesn't even care. Um, Violet, uh, they get to the top, and it's a beautiful view, and Violet remembers Gilbert telling her how beautiful Leiden is. I can't wait for you to see the view of Leiden, uh, or Leiden, however it's pronounced. And we then see, as they're continuing on, um, it's now, like, it's darker out, it's like evening time. And we see Lakulia's drunk brother getting tossed out of a bar. His name is Spencer. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not drunk. I haven't even drank yet because they won't let me in. <laughs> and the bar, the, it's, it's, this is you. This is you in the anime. You're the, you're the bar boy, like, tossing out these assholes. <laughs> it's me, man. I, I tossed out some assholes before. I've seen you do it. It was I've great. I've I was standing. It. I was sitting there right next to you when you did one time, and these guys were like, "Oh, just just because you haven't doesn't have an idea, you're gonna make him leave." Okay, fine, fine. Well, I'll leave. And I'm like, "Man, you guys are a bunch of drunk were you, assholes." Were you there? The um, I was there, there for the, a fight. That was fun, but you weren't it, there. Okay. Were you there the night that this guy kept like these girls said this guy was harassing him and he was very drunk? I don't. And I had that. to escort him out and like try to get an Uber to him or whatever. And as I escorted him out, he was just like throwing the he. We walked by the pool tables. He was like throwing the people's pool balls into That's the hole. That's fucked up. What and every time he saw a glass, he knocked it on the ground. Like this is not for real wow that's yep. that's childish and embarrassing and i'm glad he's dead he he's didn't not, take a swing at me dead. though he did he did try to tell me that he was gonna kick my ass and i was that's like all right up. buddy well you come talk to me when you're a little more sober yeah we'll see about sit down before you get hurt is what you told him anyway I put him in the cocaine clutch did you really <laughs> the camel clutch yeah, i'll put him in the master lock ain't nobody getting out of that <laughs> <laughs> this is not the wrestling podcast um <gasps> that's a different show wrestle forever <laughs> nice plug bro but, um, yeah, so this guy's kind of a drunk asshole. He falls down. Violet, like, picks up his crutch for him. He has a crutch. And I'm like, all right, well, this guy is obviously on hard times. But, um, 
anyway, we're then uh, we see Hodges uh, reading Violet's letter, and Violet asks, "Will I ever be an admirable doll?" And I don't think he actually responds there. He's just kind of like, uh. So then we see Laculia coming home. She, after that scene with Spencer, apparently went and got some like uh, groceries and whatnot. She's got a bag full of or a basket with like fruits and stuff and vegetables and whatnot. She says, "Oh, I'll cook. I'll put on dinner right away." A and fruit basket, huh? A fruits basket. A fruit basket. You haven't wow. seen one of those before? I haven't seen. That's that show, right? I haven't seen that show. No. I know that's a show. It is the fruits, fruits basket. basket. Yeah, with the show. there's like animals and shit. I don't know. I heard it was good. I don't remember. Anyway, you see how I sidestepped that bullshit you were trying to do? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Spencer, she comes home to find Spencer just passed out drunk. Uh, there's a big mess. There's like a wine bottle knocked over. There's like bits of bread that he ate and then just left there because he passed out. It's fucked up. She sits down and she's like, you know, really... Just kind of, kind of depressed about. It. I think she cries a little bit, and you see this picture uh, sitting on the wall that appears to be Laculia, her parents, and Spencer standing behind her, and he's wearing, he's clearly wearing an army uniform. So he was in the army. He's got this crutch. You can make, you can put those dots together and connect them however you want. But yeah, that's clearly you get an idea of what's happening there. Yep. Um. So graduation uh at the little thingy uh nine people pass including luculia who's at the top of the class and two other girls uh Iberis and bluebell more flowers mm, yummy but um they violet uh we find does not pass nope she, she does not she flunked out hard and the the scene after that like you, you the other girls are like oh uh, what are you where are you gonna be a doll what are you gonna do and Violet's just kind of like eh. and Laculia like kind of feels bad for her because she's just sitting there sad so back at the office um Violet is talking to uh Hodges in his office and on his desk he still has that bunny and cat plush which is pretty cute I don't know if that's gonna come back but it might and he tells her you can still become a doll that that class you know it doesn't it doesn't it's mean not, you it, can't be a doll. It doesn't mean you can't be one. It's just you don't have their, you know, symbol or whatever to show that you passed or whatever. And he sa- and she says, well, then what was the point? And how can I even write letters if I can't discern someone's feelings, if I can't decipher, decipher someone's feelings? And from there it cuts back and we see Violet back at the school and she's there she she seems like there's no class going on. She's just kind of hanging out because I guess she doesn't have anything else to do right now. And Laculia shows up and says, oh, I knew you'd be there. And she sits down with her and says, here, let's uh, let's write a letter. Um, who's the major? You, I always hear you talking about the major. And she kind of explains it a little bit. And she says, well, why don't we write a letter to him? I'll, I'll write it for you. You just tell me how you feel and we can we can write this letter. And Violet sits there for a while and she says, I just I have no idea what to say. She she can't do it. And again, the question is asked by Laculia this time, why did you want to, be- why do you want to become a doll? And again, the same answer, I want to know what I love you means. Mm-hmm. She, she still doesn't understand. She just explains it again. And then we get, Laculia kind of gives her story and she talks about how her parents are deceased. Um, her brother had been, uh, uh, w- was in the war. Um, in the subtitle, she actually says, I guess this would be like the translation cause they just use the same subtitles, but she says he was drafted even. Um, but he was in the war and he was in the, uh, the Western front and there was not much fighting there. And her parents went to a place called, uh, Hearn, which apparently was in this Western front and 
wouldn't you know it, that's when the front broke and the battle had come to that area. Uh, later on, afterwards, there was no trace of him. And she's she's becoming emotional, obviously, because she's talking about her family dying and her brother being hurt. Mm-hmm. And her brother was injured. He fell. We find out he's basically fallen into some of this this depression. Yeah. And he's, he's haunted, it seems, by his failure to protect his parents he's and got his like family. Some uh, severe PTSD. Yeah, it's really bad stuff. While this is being told, we see a scene of him like back at that bar and like not getting in. I think the bouncer kind of pushes him a little. He bumps into these other guys and they're like, oh, "I want you watch where you go." And he's like, "Where are you?" And like he starts swinging at him. He they get into a fight. At one point. Uh, there's a there's a scene where like he he actually seems like there's like five dudes there and he takes a couple swings at him and gets some good hits in on one of them and then it like cuts back to Laculia talking cuts back to him and one of the guys is like holding him from behind and they're just like taking turns like one guy's just got like, him in the master lock just mm-hmm. punching the shit out of, yeah he got him in the master lock just he's just sandbagging him man just going at yeah. it and uh, couldn't hold up with the numbers game Michael Cole <laughs> he sure could. fuck you <laughs> um. But yeah, he's uh he's really getting a beating, and then like one of them said, uh, the guy stops and he says, "And don't let me see you around here anymore." And then he just kind of wakes up and he goes, Rah! and like bam, headbutts the guy who's holding him and like starts fighting again. Dude is still in it. Mm-hmm. Boy has still got it. And I, I, that was a pretty fun scene, but it's also very sad. Um, so yeah, she's still explaining all this. Um, and Laculia says I, she was just happy that he survived. And Violet kind of turns the offer over to Lakuli and says, well, why don't I write a letter to your parent, or to, to him then, for you? And she says, no, I don't, I wouldn't even know what to say. Same excuse, Laculia. And she gets up and she says, I, I have to leave. We'll, we'll write a letter to the major another time. And she like leave, runs out crying because like it's gotten, it's gotten too heavy for her. Um, so then it's, Violet's left just sitting there, cuts back to Spencer. He's laying in the street. I think it's raining now and he's yeah, just he's looking at this he's just tower. laying there. Yeah, he's just laying there in the street staring at the sky and he kind of he sees the tower and he remembers like he's he's beaten to hell too. Like he's got bruises all over his face and everything. He's beat he's beat up bad. And he's laying there and he sees the tower. He remembers going up to the tower with his sister and you know, that was a time, obviously a happy time for him. They were they were mm-hmm. having fun. They were kids. And he hears someone walking up and he grabs his crutch which is laying next to him and swings it. And it just stops like it wasn't even moving against Violet's arm. She just stops it. Like it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Um, very strong. Very, very strong uh, adamant silver arm. Mm-hmm. Robot. Um, and he says, oh, you. And she gives him a letter. She gives him the letter that she typed after that, after uh, Laculia had left. And says, it's a letter from your sister Laculia. And he reads it, and this is the part where I choked up. This is this is the first time I got close to crying in the show. I'm probably gonna cry later, but he, it just says, "I'm happy that you are alive. Thank you, Glucolia." <laughs> it's so short and simple and perfect. And he just starts weeping. I wrote down, "He cries, I cry a little." Uh, <laughs> Violet's back at the office. Uh, Benedict and Catalea are having tea. They seem to be getting along. And they talk for a bit, and then Violet says, "Are you two no longer fighting?" And Catalea's like, "Oh yeah!" And they just start at it again. <laughs> like they actually he'd ha- like, like he'd like set actually, a cup or yeah, something. Yeah, she actually has an excuse this time. Uh, she, she, he had set a wet cup on a letter, and he says, "Well, you shouldn't have left that letter there. My name's Benedict." And it's they're just they, come on, guys. Y'all were so civil like two seconds ago, until someone brought it up. But 
yeah, so back at school, um, Lakulia invited uh, Violet to come there and also invited the instructor, Miss Rodanthe. And uh, she shows Rodanthe the letter uh, and as she reads it over and Lakulia explains like what had happened, that she had wrote it and all this. And Violet gets her brooch and she says, I, I hope you will become an admirable doll. And Lakulia and Spencer, we get a scene of them back at the bell tower. He's he's seemed to cleaned up a little bit. I mean, Lord knows he's still dealing with some shit, but he at least knows that someone cares about him. And he, you know, he appears to be trying to straighten himself out. He's handling them demons. He's he's handling them. He's yeah. putting the bottle down. He's putting them in the master lock. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, and there's a brief uh, there's a brief uh, uh, monologue there from Lakulia saying that uh violet changed her life forever and how beautiful it is it's really great and then we get those end credits those end credits are rad it's also the uh so i wanted to say that the end credits are also uh vocal they're the vocals are done by nanachi is that is that nanachi i think so you think no don't say that if you don't know ding dong it is pretty close i'm gonna look this up afterwards i don't can you hear the nanachi in those lyrics you know, thinking on it, maybe I did. Rem- you can't, I do dude. It sounds uh, like Nanachi. Now you can't just say that. We have to research. We will look it up after this. Either way, Nanachi's a fictional character, so I'm just imagining Nanachi is singing this song. That's okay. <laughs> You're a ding dong. Anyway. It sounds like it, dude. It sounds anyway, like anyway. The, the, the vocal structure and patterns and everything are very similar. Get the hell out of here, okay? I have to do with this attitude. Don't make me stomp you like I stomped that roach, you son of a bitch. Anyway, episode four. You're going to have to try more than a couple times on episode me. Episode four. You ain't coming back from the dead. I know that. Episode four. <laughs> oh, we got, you want to be a tool. <laughs> Sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> you want to, you won't be a tool. <laughs> but a person worthy of that name. Roger wrong with you oh dude i just glanced really quick and so read these titles that when you watch it on netflix it does it just says episode one episode two episode three mm-hmm. the titles there's these title in cards that show up at the end it's always like the last word that was said or whatever yeah you or won't like be a, a tool but a person worthy of that name yeah so anyway jesus <laughs> christ you you you're want wor- to be a tool <laughs> hey if there's anybody that i know that is worthy of the name tool fuck you <laughs> son of a bitch Anyway, uh, this one starts with, uh, before the credits, Iris has been requested. Uh, she can't believe it. She's so happy. Uh, she never gets requested. She needs to go to Kazali, which is actually her hometown, from someone, uh, a middle-aged woman named Sarah Florent has uh, requested him. So as uh, Hodges is standing there explaining this and Iris is so happy, uh, Catalea like, pulls everyone out except Hodges and says, well, then let's go to lunch to celebrate, and leaves Hodges holding a couple of teacups. And he's like, whatever. So uh, as they're going, um, they talk for a bit, and Catalea is uh, like leading them, and Iris is like so pumped. She's like, "Oh yes, of course, of course they requested me. I'm the best." Blah blah blah. She's like real excited. She's being that B word. She's a butthole. Being, she's being. She's excited that for once she's actually got called to do something. Like this is what she wants. This is what she's been living for. She. It's the whole reason she left her hometown to become a doll. We find out. Like she wanted to do this. Um, but yeah, she, she, she's glad that she's getting an opportunity. Don't be a douche, man. She's unlikable. Iris is my favorite. 
<laughs> she's unlikable until the end of this episode. I disagree. I thought she was fine. She's just, she's like one of the, what's the term? Sundare. Butthole. Sundare. Is that the term? T-S-U-N-D-E-R-E? Something yeah. like that. It's like one of those where she's kind of like, you know, kind of withholding of her feelings. She she uses like, you know, she, she, she put uses like her bitchiness, if you must. Snooty. She's snooty in order to like have a wall around herself. She didn't anything. get enough snoot boops. You're the worst. You're the absolute worst. <laughs> what the fuck's a snoot boop? Boop. <laughs> when you boop you. the snoot, dude. I'm going to slap you. I'm going to boop your snoot. Don't you fucking dare. Keep your <laughs> snoot booper away from my snoot. Boop. Keep your booper away from my snoot. All right. So as they're talking, she she's having a good time. But um, uh, she's, I think uh, Erica says, well, remember you're representing CH Postal Company. And uh, Iris is like, well, I know that. Of course, I'll, of course I know that. And Violet says, I believe that was a disingenuous comment. And she's like, well, you? And she turns around as they're going down the stairs and trips, is falling backwards. Violet lunges forward to try and stop her from falling. Cut to opening credits. And then we find out that Iris and Violet are both going because uh, Violet hurt her arm and it's in a big cast. So Violet's going to type for her. That's what you get. Yep. Uh, we also get a brief scene there where Catalea is talking about it, and apparently there were a bunch of uh, letters for she. They're getting a lot of letters asking for votes. Um, something about the House of Lords or some bullshit. I don't remember. Yeah, that may or may not come back, but whatever. Thought I'd make a note of it. Um, you get a little bit more information about uh, the area. So they're going to this place called Kazali, which is big on like farming and whatnot. When we get there, it's uh, what's, what appears to be a lot of like uh, tea and rice patties. And whatnot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, rice fields. Yeah, rice fields and stu- stuff. Um, and she, uh, Violet's like reading about it on like this map or some kind of book or whatever. And she says, it doesn't sound like there's much else there. And Iris kind of takes offense to that. Well, like, well, I'm sorry, we don't have anything. And Violet's like, no, that's that's probably good. Uh, the Garderick Empire attacked because attacked uh, because the uh, because uh, Leiden or whatever uh, had a lot of copper and iron in this one area, and that's apparently what started this whole war. So you get a little bit of a history lesson. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Kazali doesn't have much going on, but that just means it's relatively safe there. So um, Iris uh, explains that. Um, yeah, that makes sense that it's relatively safe there since there's not much going on. Um, her uncle actually wanted to enlist, but her aunt uh, refused to let him, and that kept him safe. And then she's like, Ugh! and she's, she says, I'm, I'm sorry, because she realizes, oh, I was just talking about these metal hands, like, to this person who's got metal hands who actually was injured. Like, mm-hmm. that kept him from getting injured. You were. And Violet's like, oh, and, and, and Iris says, I'm sorry. And Violet says, it's not your fault. What are you apologizing for? And this is this is actually a thing that kind of bums me out because it's a thing that happens to me a lot. Like, that's a sympathy, I'm sorry. It's not a, it's my fault, I'm sorry. It's a sympathy, I'm sorry. And Violet doesn't get sympathy uh, as well as nuance or anything else. But, like, that's some shit that happens to me a lot. Like, someone will say, oh, this thing happened. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry that happened. They're like, it's not your fault. I'm like, I know that, motherfucker. I'm trying to yeah. be nice. Like, I guess I do that. I, I always tell people, don't be sorry. That shit bums me out a little bit. It's like, I'm showing sympathy. I'm being yeah. a human, you douche. Anyway, I know they're not trying to be douchey, but that's a thing that happens. And it, I don't know. Anyway, um, 
there's a brief voiceover there with uh, and Iris is giving a little bit of voiceover. It seems like every episode since two has had someone like having a voiceover explaining like how Iris changed their life a little bit. First it was Eric. Don't do that shit. You're looking at the ceiling again like there's a bug. <laughs> Fuck. Um, God, I can't be in this room. The walls are closing in. <laughs> but uh, so the first one was Erica having her little uh, uh, violet moment. Stop looking, dude. There's not one. You. All right. First one was Erica having her violet moment. Then we had uh, Luculia. And now we're on to Iris having her. This is her episode to mm-hmm. have her life changed by Violet Evergarden. She's like freaking. She's like freaking Amelie or something. She's just touching everyone's lives. Um, so they end up in Cosley. Uh, it's a very humid area. Um, Iris makes a note about like, Hey, are you okay wearing that, that heavy dress? And she's like, uh, no, it doesn't bother her at all or something. Robot. Of course it wouldn't. You don't sweat. She probably does sweat. She cries. She bleeds. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this place is humid. It's even tropical. It's got like palm trees and shit. It's a really, really rad looking place. Iris's family comes to greet him. Um, greet them. Uh, Iris is kind of, kind of being a little bit of a show off saying, oh yes, well, of course I'm the, of course they requested me. I'm the best in the town, blah, blah, blah. And Violet like kind of calls her out like, that's a lie. That is also inaccurate. Like, (laughs) it's really great. Um, but she asks, uh, so who's this Florent person? And Iris's mom explains, oh, well, Florent was your great grandmother. Uh, I'm the one who requested you. And Iris and me is like, so then this is a false commission. That is a breach of contract. Goodbye. And she just turns to get back on the train. <laughs> like, fuck this. I'm out. She she literally pulls the fuck this shit. I'm out. And a Violet uh, or Iris rather runs back in after and is like, no, Violet, come back. And. Back at uh, her family's home, they uh, they kind of rewrite the contract now so that it's like a proper one so that Violet can actually get to work. And she, she, she makes a proper contract and we find out that what she's supposed to type up are invitation to Iris's birthday party, which is two days from now. Um, and Iris is like taken aback, didn't even know this was happening, act, appears to have forgotten it was her birthday coming up even. But... Um, Keep going, man. Keep looking around the room. God damn it, Roger. If another <laughs> fucking roach runs across the Okay, I'm the just going to stare directly at the computer here. Well, don't do that. What if one runs up on me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't got your six anymore. Uh, this, is, this house is a hellhole. Um, anyway. House is not a hellhole. I paid a lot of money for this It's a beautiful house. home. I love it. This hasn't happened before. This is out of the ordinary. Anyway. <laughs> the seasons are changing. <laughs> Fuck. So, um, she, uh, it's, it's, uh, two days from now for the birthday. She, she looks at the, in, uh, she looks at the invitation list and sees, oh, it's, it's almost all men. And her mother's like, well, you're at that age now. And Iris just flips her shit. Like, that's what you got, uh, got me here for. And you lied to do it. Like they explain, well, you know, we thought maybe you could come back, move in with it, get married. It'd be great. You know, baby, you can start a family, mm-hmm. be a doctor. All right. But um, she's obviously very upset about that, like that her parents are being a little bit controlling, which makes sense. She's pissed off. Violet, however, gets to work. Um, she's typing up the invitations and Iris tells her this name here, e- Amon, do not send him one. And Violet says, but I mean, it's part of the job. I'm supposed to do this, blah, blah, blah. And she says, well, you're only my stand in. Remember? So don't do it. I don't want you to do it. So don't do it. Don't invite Amon because he wrote a song about me and it was very insulting. What? What? You ever heard that song by Amon? No. 
uh, I don't want you back. Oh, is that the? It's got an obscene amount you, of cuss words. I don't yeah. want you back. Oh, I didn't know that was oh, Amon. Oh, yeah, oh, I was just talking oh, about that song yeah, the, the other day, like Amon. how how fucked up that song is, because it's like such a relatively chill R and B beat, but then it's just like fuck you, you bitch. I don't you, want you, you back. Oh. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Real fucked up. Anyway, you play me. You even gave me it. It's a really bad song. A lyrical I'm, lyrical I'm a, genius, I still can't dude. believe that was like as big a hit as it was. Because I remember I hearing that shit either, on, the, on the radio a lot. That was fucked up. Anyway. I showed yeah, I my never girlfriend when one. we first started dating, I showed her that song. <laughs> and she was and like, is that how you feel? Her face was like blank. <laughs> she she was like Violet in that instance. She was not processing what was going on. It's fucked up. And I, it is I, a little hard to process. I never that did song. like that song. I thought it was weird. It was such a oh, big hit. Anyway. Oh. Uh uh yeah. I like that part. That's the only reason it got anything because it sounds. It's like one of those songs that like sounds cool, but then it's like actually really fucked up subject yeah. matter. Kind of like um. He one, throws one, a pizza one, in one the music my, video. One of my personal favorites. Um. Uh. What's it called? Coheed and Cambria, The Suffering. That's a song that has a pretty, pretty upsetting, pretty bummer of a subject matter, but it's a very upbeat, like, rad song. Listen, well, will you marry me? Not now, All right. Not well in the suffering. There's a great wiggity wah at one point in that song. Like, after one of the pre-courses, it does, the guitar does a little... That music video is it's so, so good. There's like unicorns and centaurs and shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the show. This is not the Coheed and Cambria podcast, although we can start one of those if you want. Anyway. I could go on forever. Yeah, you could. Um, so after they're typed up, uh, Iris and Dad deliver the invites. Uh, he he invites her back for dinner. Um, it's it's only right to be hospitable. And she says, oh, no, this this view is hospital, hospitality enough. And she's looking out. It's nighttime. This beautiful view of like the surrounding mountains like tucked this little like town this this area like in between them it's so gorgeous with and then like the sky reflecting off all the rice paddy pools and whatnot it's beautiful the moon is like huge and glowing and a little bit red looks a little bit neon neon moon it's really great it's really great i had to work that in man but um it's beautiful it's It's a beautiful scene Oh, wait, I know how to make you cry, bro. I know how to make you cry. Johnny's daddy. <laughs> Digging and fishing. <laughs> Johnny's daddy. Digging and fishing. When he was eight years old. All right, enough. Goddamn, we'll be here all night. There's no doubt we're already over two hours. We need to finish oh, this. Oh, yeah, for sure. We had this a is the most battle. musical episode ever. It's also uh, Allie's like, gonna love this. This is. I mean, I'm gonna listen back to it just for that fucking roach battle. Like that was outrageous. <laughs> anyway, um, this view is hospitable enough. It's beautiful. Again, the art the style, the animation, the show is just gorgeous. Um, so, at the party, uh, the next night or the next day or the day after or whatever. Uh, Iris is mingling at the party. She's talking to some friends. Mom interrupts to show off some of the boys. Let's play Mystery Date. Who do you want to get with, buddy? Do you want Who's Montgomery? You've got Montgomery. He just got his teaching degree. Oh, he's so handsome. Hans, he's trained to be a cobbler. And then <gasps> Amon shows up. R&B artist. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fuck you, you bitch. <laughs> I don't want you, bitch. Oh, 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 yeah. Was it spelled like this? Like <laughs> uh, it is spelled E M O N N. Here, did you, did you just Google Amon? Uh, no, no, that's the name spelled. Yeah, E A M O N N, isn't it? 
uh, E A M O N is how yeah. the artist the the song. Oh, which is a one word, uh, one line. Yeah. Well, in this the one is E M O N N. In the subtitles on the show, it's E A M O N N. Two okay. ends. So even closer. Anyway, um, so Amon shows up. Iris is immediately embarrassed, a little bit distraught, and she's like not even looking at him. She says, "Why did you come?" And he says, "Well, I received an invitation," and she's upset. And she runs, if she flips and she's like, Violet uh, actually explains that she sent it out after talking to her, after talking to Violet, uh, Iris's mother, Violet sent it out and Iris just flips her shit. She runs inside. She doesn't come back out. Everybody apologizes. You see the party ending and everyone's leaving and Violet doesn't understand why Iris didn't want him there. And she tries to talk to her. You find out that apparently uh he had turned her down already yeah, it was her childhood crush yeah she had a big deal with him um she they had uh tossed her in the friend zone yeah they had been they had gone she had she had like really they had been friends since they were kids uh and be- like before they graduated like high school or whatever they're finished and they're about to graduate i guess and she confesses to him she says i love you and like that scene boom it like hits her it hits violet with that one and um, she these dang animes, man, you can't have friends in them. Well, they actually they talk about that uh, this bit in the next bit. But what what you find well, out can't is can't be a friend. She ended up loving her, loving this guy, and he didn't return the favor. But uh, Violet comes back down after Iris is crying. She doesn't actually explain all that yet, but she says, um, "Mom tries to console her." She she like runs up there. Uh, they're like, "Oh, where's where's Iris?" She's like, "Oh, she's crying," and Mom tries to like talk to her and explain. Like she now knows that Amon had turned her down before, and she says, "Uh, you know, oh, if we'd known, we wouldn't have even invited him. Like, you know, we'll find you someone better." And Iris just reflips her shit. It's getting a good cooking on both ends. Her shit is. She's just flipping her shit back mm-hmm. and forth, getting a good, good and cooked on both sides. And she says, "I wish I'd never come back." And Violet comes in. She's like, "Did you tell them?" And Violet's like, "Well, I didn't know it was a secret." And Violet explains that she doesn't understand emotions, obviously, or people not saying what they mean. She apologizes profusely. She's very sorry. And Iris, this is where Iris explains the whole story with Amon, that she grew up friends. She grew to love him, confessed before they graduated. And he said, I am sorry. I only think of you as a friend. And this is where Iris had explained that when she confesses, she said, I love you. And that's when Iris, uh, Violet rather, has a moment. She's like, huh. And she sa- she explains that uh, it seems like it takes a lot of courage to say, I love you. And her and Iris learn a little bit more about she each other. She levels up. Yeah. She talks about, uh, she kind of explains uh, the whole story with the major. And Iris is like, oh, she had heard her talk about the major, but never knew what it was. And now she does. And they learn a bit more about each other. It's very, you know, it's very touching. They have a moment. Oh, now kiss. Yummy. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway, uh, Iris then asks Violet to write a letter for her. She wants letters to the guests. And uh, Violet says, even Amon? And she says, yeah, you're not letting up, huh? Yeah, him too. And your parents? And she's kind of taken aback. She says, a letter to your parents would be a good way to like express how you feel so you can talk to them and actually like let them know what's going on. And so we see her parents, uh, the letter slides under their door, they're in bed, they pick it up and they're reading it. And it's a typical like, you know, I'm sorry, um, thank you for requesting me. It's the first time she's been requested. And she's very sorry and she's writing, she's sending letters to all the guests as well. And she says, um, 
uh, please continue to support me and, and thank you for being so patient with me. Consider this the, I, I can't remember exactly how she says it, but it's the first letter from the future number one doll in Leiden to her parents, whom she loves very much. And it's very sweet and very cute, and I like now, it. Now, do you think Iris typed this one? Oh, no, or Violet typed all these. You think so? That's, what it, that's definitely what it looks like. I mean, it, we, we see... Because this one is definitely a lot less rigid than... Yeah, for sure. But see, that's the thing is like we, we kind of see that Violet now has some idea of how to do mm-hmm. this, even if it was just one, two sentences in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, so she's, she could be leveling up there. I think I think she I think she must have written this one because that's that's the scene we saw Violet sitting at the typewriter and like she was doing all the letters to the to the uh, to the guests and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. So then we're back at the station. Uh, Iris, when she first got there, stepped in a mud puddle. She steps in the same fucking mud puddle again. Yeah, bad time. And uh, her parents show up and they say, well, thanks for the letter. And she says, well, Violet typed it. Ha, she does say that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And she says she's going to bill her later. <laughs> yeah, she says, I'll send you an invoice. And she's like, what? An invoice? Well, it was a job. It's like, well, no, come on, give me a discount. No discounts allowed. Well, call it an employee benefit. Like, it's really great. Yeah. It's a really great scene. I love that. Well, Violent typed it. Yes, I'll send you an invoice. It's so good. That's right. I forgot all about this little little thing. You ding dong. You dang old ding dong. That's right. That's why you got to take all these fucking notes. You're going to write this shit down. That's fucking four pages for one of these episodes. God damn it. I'm a bad person. I take (laughs) writing so much. That's literally one, two, three, four, five whole pages for this one episode. Oh. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. You don't know what I might. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, you bitch. (laughs) I don't want you back. Said that to Calvin, dude. So yeah, I'm glad he's dead. But apparently, his brother showed up. <laughs> Damn, there's more fucking bugs in here. This is a bummer. Uh, anyway, don't yeah. worry, man. I got, I got them. You really watching? Eyes, the, man. You watching the skies, bro? Yeah, I got eyes in the skies for you. you got them chameleon eyes wiggling around. So um, yeah, they're they're back at the thing. Um, scene about the invoice and whatnot uh dad gives iris a present for her uh birthday it's a bouquet of irises and as soon as i saw him i was like oh irises and then later on the train they're like oh yeah these are irises and i was like yeah irises um but she um as they're on the train there's a bit where like i don't know if they were in a tunnel or like there was a bunch of trees or what but they she says oh yeah irises they're they're in bloom right now she says look and she points at the window and there's just a beautiful field, like right as they, mm-hmm. as she points, there's a beautiful field of these blue irises. They're just, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, the they art draw the show them to look so just good. like irises. The show is so pretty. Yeah. The show is so pretty. Um, and yeah, they see the field of blooming irises. Uh, she explains they were in bloom when she, they were in bloom when she was born. Uh, hence the name. That's why she was named uh, Iris. And Violet has a brief flashback of the major giving her her name. Um, they're standing outside some building and, uh, she, he says, what's your name? And she doesn't respond. He says, I see. And then he looks around and we'll give you a new name. And he sees, he sees a violet a, a flower growing by this fence. It's just a single one. It's kind of beat up, but it's, it's growing, you mm-hmm. know, just a little bit poetic. And he says, violet, that'll be your name. And he says, I hope, uh, I'm sure you'll become a person fitting of that name. Not just a tool. Hence the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Really good stuff. And then we'll go into episode five next week because we're doing five through eight. And Jesus Christ, we've been here so long. We 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 fought for our lives. We got through these four this episodes. Was a, this was a battle zone. It is a, this is a rough one. war zone. God. And now we got three questions. Oh, uh, questions. You sent them <clears> in. We're going to answer these questions. <laughs> Dude, 
right. All right. You're pushing it. Where's my backup vocals? Calvin, where you at? He's dead. <laughs> They're <laughs> he all dead. He ain't coming back. He ain't getting any deader. I'm glad he's dead. All right. All right. Questions. Let's get to it, man. Three questions. We've been recording for That's a while. That's one more question, more than we've had the past couple of weeks. We have been here a while. Please, let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for these long episodes, but damn it, it was a battle this time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Clayton. My good buddy, Clayton. Good with, uh, starting with our good buddy, Clayton. Yeah, his, his last name is Friend, but he's more of a buddy to me and a good one at that. You go with the last name thing. You can't be putting in people's info out there. Come you don't on. know how to spell friend. Man, I mean, you just spell different. <laughs> Dude, go to that damn um, Facebook page and see his posts. What are some anime that were worse or better than the original source? Ooh. I can think of one you kind of mentioned uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago that was much, I would say, Oh, that was Gunbrave. Yeah. Yeah. I like the games. The first game is really fun. The second game is not as fun. The anime is definitely better than that second game. All right. But if the anime was based on the first game. It, it was, was game, based, anime, game. Yeah, I think it? so. No, no, the game... The so half was, of the anime is before the first game. Right, but that, that was the thing. Is it was As I remember, the game came out first, then they made an anime based on the game, then they made a game based on the anime, which was shit. The, game, the second game was shit. The game wasn't based on the anime. The second okay. one was not. I don't know. Um, so... I would say the anime for that is better. I would also better than the first game. I will say that like the the Marvel animes and stuff not better than the source material. Oh, I haven't watched any of oh, those. Oh, they're not good. I, I I I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's this would be a hard one for me because I don't know. Usually, if I've seen an anime or anime or whatever, I don't. I usually haven't experienced the original source material if it's based on a manga or something or vice versa. Um, any video games or anything like that you can think what's, of? Uh, what's some what's some stuff that's based on animes or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or some stuff the animes animes are based off of. off of. See, I don't even know. I I'm I'm not as experienced in this stuff as Roger is, so I don't even know if I have a proper mm-hmm. answer to this. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around the room trying to get an idea. Um, what's some stuff I like? What's some stuff that's based on stuff that I could like and I could think of and I don't know. Um, I have seen a few of those. Um, here's the, here's the best answer I can get. I have seen a few of the, the One Punch Man mm-hmm. comics, cause that was like a webcomic thing. Um, also Pop Teen Epic. I've seen a few of those original, uh, shits, but, um, I think that's kind of a weird one. Cause I really like One Punch Man, the, the one season that we got, but having seen, like I've actually, there's actually, uh, videos where you can see people comparing the, the manga, the comic to the anime and like particularly the scene where he's fighting like the ninja dude in the forest or whatever mm-hmm. the anime it's like swirling him around him real fast he's like moving around him so fast you see it like spinning around Saitama as he's standing there and it looks fine the manga somehow is even better like the angles and the the lines and the speed that is conveyed in this in these still images legit looks better than the actual animation hmm. so I, I I haven't read the whole thing, so I wouldn't I couldn't put one over the other, but I think that would be the example I'd use. That said, the animation of that show is rad. That's yeah, a very fun good. show. It's a very very good show. But and I can't wait for them to get more. It's supposed yeah. to be coming out this year, or maybe it was delayed again. I don't know. But good answers. Yeah, that's a that's a that's as good as I can get. Thanks for the question, Clayton. Yeah, thank Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Renook. Renook the brave. He is the brave. The Brave Boy. That's that's what it says when you select him in Soul Calibur. Renook the Brave. 
Which mecha would you pilot from any series? Gurren Lagann. Please tell what series it's from. Gurren Lagann. Gurren from Gurren Lagann. That was really easy for you. That's quick and easy. Done. I would Are do you kidding me? Orbital Frame from the Zone of Ender series. All right. Um, if I had to pick something else... Man, it's really hard to it's not, not pick a mech, some... but I really want that swordfish ship from Cowboy Bebop that oh, Spike yeah. flies. That thing's badass. But no, it's Gurren. It's definitely Gurren. Yeah. It's definitely Gurren. Are you kidding? Yeah. There's a lot of great Gundams out there, too. Heavy arms. There are some good Gundams. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I want that Liger from Zoids. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's just <laughs> that's badass. All of your vehicles turn into mechs. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I could name a few other ones that I really like, but it's definitely Gurren from Gurren Lagann. I'm sorry to, to breeze over your question so quickly, my good buddy Renoke. Yeah, but we knew where it was going. We knew we where knew. we were going. I knew exactly the answer to that one. That's, that's the fastest Mine is I ever an thought orbital of frame from Zone of Enders. Hell yeah. Uh, and Hell there are, yeah. there's a Jehuti, that one's really good. Um, There is Anubis, that one's really cool. And then the there's a, oh, what is You don't that? want 001? What's up? Type zero one or whatever. I'm, t- I'm talking about the. You don't want Avas? You don't want no Avas? No, they're like tethered to shit. Yeah, but I mean, come they're on. not as good. No, they're cool looking, but they're, they got to be. Like well, if you can make it freak out and like its mouth pops out, it's like ah! yeah, <laughs> that cool shit. Do that cool mm-hmm. shit. <sighs> I mean, it would be cool, but also it also seems really dangerous piloting those. Oh more yeah, than you would mechs. just die. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I can't really think of anything else. I mean, there's a lot. There's yeah. a whole lot, but it's definitely Gurren. Are you kidding? I love that show. I love yeah. that mech. It's a big old robot. Big old frightened robot. Super right. fighting robot. All right. That's a good song, dude. You've really nailed that. You if went can, all out. I'm so good. There's a Finally. lot of singing in this episode, and you know it might not have all been good, but it was you're welcome. Fun. Yeah. You're sure as hell welcome. Somebody like it. I know you liked it. Dude. Allie, our good buddy My Allie. good buddy Allie? She sent us in a question. Awesome. Bring it. I want it. Give it to um, me. Out of all the anime you guys love, what's uh, what's you guys' favorite intros and outros and why? Mm. And additionally, what's your favorite intro and outro song? So intros as a whole and then song specifically. Yeah. I'm going to break mine down into like which art pieces I like, like the, the hmm. way it's hmm. animated hmm. or the, the images, but um, and then the songs separately. Um... Gosh, I would probably need a second to think. I think the obvious first answer is Tank Cowboy Bebop. Yep, that song is good so one. good. the 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 visuals are great because it's like this I really feel like great Real like Folk Blues is hard to beat too. I did not. I, pick it I wasn't as mine. big. I wasn't big on the like the visuals for Real Folk Blues, but the song oh, is very good. Them, it was fine, but like I, I really love the visuals for the intro the with the uh, yeah. I really like the in, the visuals for uh for Tank because it's like this crazy like film noir yep. like style it's really it looks like some old james bond shit i mm-hmm. love it i would say i will give a special shout out to i can't remember i i don't believe it was the they changed the intro for season three of um my hero academia i think mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't remember i haven't watched season one or two in a while but i'm pretty sure it's a new one and that song is badass those visuals are badass it's that shit gets me pumped like whenever i'm what i've been watching the new episodes i said as they're coming out and whenever whenever i do i'm watching that intro every time i'm not skipping it it's fucking badass it gets me pumped especially that bit at the end where like you see some dude and then it like he's like standing there and then it zooms past him and it, it you just see all my like powering the fuck up it's like i keep my ideas it's so fucking ooh gives me give me jacked bro it gets you charged, it's fucking dude. sexy freaking charge so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not what i meant not what i meant yeah not what i meant but you know it, that's a very good intro um but yeah i would probably 
Uh, also, Fooly Cooly, the ending of that one. That's right mm-hmm. on Shooting Star. That's a badass song. <laughs> it's so good. All the music in that was great. That's the fucking pillows, man. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. And I'm trying to think. It's got to be something else. I really like the intro and outro in Violet Evergarden. I'll say that again. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Nanachi. I'm I'm gonna look that up because I don't think you're right. But we're okay. gonna have to listen to the song again too, so you can. Okay, I don't care what if it sounds like them. You said that's them, and I don't think it is. <laughs> okay, I will I will wave the wife like I will surrender the idea that it is actually Nanachi. If it turns out to be though, wouldn't that be some crap? That would be some shit. I'm pretty sure it's not. Anyway. Um, yeah, you got any more intros or outros you want to talk about? Um, let's see. I would I'm say still thinking. songs. I had to put a lot of thought into this. And my favorite outro song for sure is Be Your Girl from Elfin Lead. Never seen it. That song freaking rips, dude. I have to look it up. Oh, it's so good. Um, I have to look it up for sure. My favorite intro would be uh, Tokahanate from Blue Gender. Okay, I remember that, that one. That song also rips. I remember that one. I need to look that up again because I remember I remember liking that show even though it like fucked me up real yeah. bad. But I need to rewatch that. Oh man, the opening song freaking rules, dude. Um, obviously, the Sailor Moon intro has a hold a special place in my heart. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Those freaking that freaking synthy piano. Ding 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 ding. Ugh, is that good you, shit? A uh, really good outro, like visually. Are is Outlaw Star? Yeah, yeah, Outlaw Star is fucking those, those rad. steel frames for mm. both both parts. Those are beautiful, and it has a really great song. A couple of really great songs on there. I really like the E-O song. Yeah, I remember uh, that. E-O. All right, all right, all right. Nailed it. Oh, duh. We just got through talking about Evangelion. You can't forget fucking Cruel Angel's thesis. That oh, shit. Yeah. That shit rips harder than anything in the fucking world. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I love that shit. Have you seen that fucking? Uh, there's a there's a fucking post I remember seeing that was like, the the first five seconds of uh, Cruel Angel's thesis. It's like the zao and like that shit, and it's like a picture of like Jesus ascending into the heavens. It's very beautiful and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it's like the rest of the song, and it's a picture, a real picture that someone made of Jesus break dancing, like <laughs> an act, like a painting, a painting of Jesus break dancing while surrounded by a bunch of cardinals going, like clapping him on. I'll find I'll find that post for you. It's fucking beautiful. Okay. It's fucking cool. Um, but yeah, that shit. God damn, good that's a good opening one. Song. I can't remember who sings it. Um, it's the opening for the first season. It's the first opening for the first season of Psychopath. Oh yeah, that song rules. Oh, let me see if I can find it real quick. What's the name of that song? Psychopath. This guy. I want to quote in case people want to listen, in case they want to jam it. They want to put it on their anime themed list on their iPods or whatever the crazy kids are using these days on their Zunes. I, I'm showing Roger the picture right now. I was talking about <laughs> it's fucking great, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to, that's going on the, I'm going to find the, I'm going to put this on the Good Buddies Tumblr if anyone wants to check it out. Oh, come on. You didn't Google my stuff. Come on. The worst. Uh, the song is called Abnormalize, and uh, the band is Ling uh, Tosides uh, Segure. Segure. Oh yeah, Ling Tosides Segure. Is it so good? 
It's so good. This dude. is from Psychopath, you said? Yeah. Still haven't watched that. I really need to check it out. Yeah. Okay. The second season, not as good. First season, very good. All uh, right. I hope they do more. But yeah, on, on thinking through, like, those are all really good to me. Did <laughs> <laughs> you fucking go again with that? Go ahead and shout out the Pokemon theme song because, god dang, it's iconic. Well, yeah, and it is fun. You can't get past that one. It I'll is even, fun. I'll even throw Digimon in there because that was a fun one. Oh yeah, Digimon, digital Digimon. monster, Digimon on the temp those, those are those are those childhood tunes, man. Rock the dragon. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, it's good shit. That's the crap that got me pumped as a kid. Now you know they're much more detailed. They don't they don't take away from it anymore. They, uh, yeah, the, they just leave the song as it is. And yeah, now I'm like, ooh, this is good. I do remember liking that Dragon Ball Z intro as goofy as it was. Dragon, 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 Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> there it is. Oh god! I used to know how to play that on guitar. Did you really? Yes, I sure did. I demand a demonstration. We'll get to that to you next time, good buddies. <laughs> We probably um, won't. <laughs> but I think that's all of our questions. I think we we made it through a harrowing evening. Yep. In the studio. What a wild episode this is. What was. a long, strange this is trip the it's been. This episode, dude. Oh my God. I have to work so early and it's almost midnight. Um, all right. I think we go need ahead. If shut you guys, it down, kill it. Let's go. Shut it down, kill, kill it. Kill it like I killed Cliff. Kill. Hey, what was this, his name? this week, uh, what was his name? Calvin. Calvin. So, yeah, guys, wherever you guys are listening to us at, be sure to subscribe there, whether it be YouTube, whether it be iTunes, whether it be Podbean, Podbean whether it be Stitcher. Podbean. Pod Love you beans. Brandon gets to do his little thingy that he didn't get to do last week. What was that? Oh, the, the drop? Yeah, the drop, dude. You get to do it, man. I'll let you take it, man. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, from all, sure. well, well, hang on. We want to, of course, as always, give a shout out to our good buddies. Uh, yeah. Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the and Mary Jane. And Petty Theft. Uh, for the use of our opening theme song, which is Paper Doll. You can find it on uh, marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. They also have a Spotify. And, of course, Petty Theft for our uh, good buddies house jam. Mm-hmm. I, 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 We got to get a proper name for that. Yeah. It, I'm going to ask fucking, him to name it or I'm going to name it for As him. you said, it rips. Yeah. It's really great. It but, uh, but, yeah, I think that's it for us. I'm your good buddy, Roger. I'm your good buddy, Brandon. You guys take it easy. Rock!